R-E-R-O-I-E-O, and then all consonants. <laughs> and then you can just, you've got enough there. Jim's having a stroke, guys. The time, <laughs> the time has come. You can just recreate any words I would have said. <laughs> Episode 33 of the Nerdword. Yes. Uh, who we got? Nick. At some point. Back by popular demand. Back by popular demand. The saltiest man in the room. Troll fighter number one. Troll fighter. No. Uh, who else we got? Nick Trot and fights trolls. Does he? Yeah. Do I fight trolls? Yeah, of course you do. I thought it was trolls. Oh. Someone needs to fight you. We need a new troll fighter. Fight All me. this troll on troll crime. I oh, know. Um, who else we got? Two backs back. Great. Yeah. Um, we should have Jim a little bit later. He's currently playing some video games. He's um, too busy to. Um, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't love us. Um, and we got me, Bailey. Uh, so, uh, what have I guys been up to this week? Chewy. This week I have mostly been. Playing, actually, yeah, I played a bit of Destiny, trying to get myself uh, my light level up to everyone else's, but I'm still a little bit behind. I'm uh, currently at 260. That's actually a slow level up from 240 at the weekend to 260 this weekend. Well, that's a big jump. 20, 20 light levels in a week. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel it's like really good. Trying to do that in all Destiny. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I could have done better or could have done more. But uh, outside of Destiny. Been playing more Mario Rabbids, trying to finish that off in time for Fractured Butthole, even on Two Lakes, that's already been released. And also Mario Odyssey coming up for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm nearly finished. I've only got two more stages to do. And yeah, I'm just going to try and play. Is it actually any good? Are yeah. the rabbits in it as weird as they made them out to be? Yeah. Are yeah. they that weird, weird? Yeah, the, the humor's actually, the humor in it is actually pretty decent. There's one uh, boss who just rips the piss out of Mario. And it's oh, really? great. So funny. Um, as well as start uh, watching all the TV series, uh, Flash, Arrow, League of Legends, um, Gifted, South Park, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Gifted is a new Marvel oh, TV God. series, but I'm out. But, they got to be out of ideas at this point. Surely, it's made by 20th Century Fox instead of um, <laughs> Marvel <laughs> Cinematic so, Universe. It sucks. And Marvel just like we're only giving you the well, name because we have to. This is this is Fox playing catch up. Because, you know, this... It's... Catch up with what? With, fail- with more failure? No, no, no. <laughs> MCU have got their TV series of Agent Carter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., now with Inhumans as well. Piece of shit. Wait, and... wait. Is Inhumans the one with um, Ramsey Bolton? Yeah. Yeah, that looks like garbage. Yeah. It's like they spent all their budget on Ramsey Bolton. It's no, terrible. Because like, Ramsey Bolton, I can't escape the fact that he has the Ramsey Bolton face every time. He's got this intense, sinister stare on him every not, time. Not Doesn't matter what he when, is. When you watch it, he has an American accent. But everyone's watched Game of Thrones and knows he's not American. So it's like a fake American accent, and everyone's used to him in Game of Thrones with an English accent. It's like, why, why make him put on an American accent? Because he's an actor. Yes. <laughs> There's That's a, what he does. There's acting and there's like, you know, changing your voice kind of thing. That's yeah. acting. Yeah. Anyway. To be fair, they don't make Morgan Freeman change his voice. <laughs> I mean, who, why who would dare? you? Like, who, imagine trying to, imagine being the person to tell Morgan Freeman. Like, you can't tell God to change his voice. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, what else, what else? 
yeah, that, 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 that's about it, really. So the gifted is basically like a subpar, low grade. The gifted is better than Inhumans. Okay, but... that's, that's not a stretch, but go on. Yep, I agree. Uh, but it is very um, Heroes-esque. Ugh. Yeah, which is kind of... Ugh. And I've been watching it, and the first three episodes, it's just like... Yeah, it's okay, but it's not amazing, but it's not shit, it's just okay. And I'm just like, come on, you're going to go somewhere, you're going somewhere with this, come on, come on. At least in humans... What, so actually... is it a slow build, or...? No, it's not even a slow build, it's just... Oh, it's, it's ma- just not it, doing shit. It's, no, it's maintaining the same momentum throughout each episode, but not actually going anywhere. But mm. what's the marvel of it? Like, it's a, it's a marvel thing from Fox, but what what part, what part of the Marvel Universe does it cover? Covers so it's set after the fall of the X Men, right, and also the Brotherhood, right. So it's definitely set after the third X Men movie, but it's possibly it's in the same universe as well, right. But it's possibly set before. It's definitely set before Apocalypse. Oh, okay. I was gonna say the third new X Men movie, not the third old X Men movie where they killed everyone. So okay, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've got X Men Three where they killed everyone. Yeah, yeah. last time. It's definitely set after that, and then that's the worst. Like, why why boot the universe after the worst X Men movie of all time, rather than set it after the the passable X Men movie? Well, actually, no. Yeah, like- well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So in the new X Men rebooted universe, movie yeah. universe, um, all the good people are actually alive. Well, we haven't actually seen any stories from this kind of time period. We've only oh, seen okay, okay. like first class and yeah. uh, futures end, yeah, and none of them have actually looked at like you know the two thousands, the twenty tens kind of. Yeah, thing. they all say it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not actually sure which universe this is in, whether it's first class universe or whether it's original movie universe. But I do know X Men as a team has been referenced in it, and Brotherhood have been referenced in it as well. All right, that's a start. Mm. So it's definitely set after the third movie if it is in that universe kind of thing. But speaking about all that, I was speaking about Fox and Marvel. I watched the trailer for that, um, the new X Men uh, yes. movie they're doing. <laughs> what new X Men movie they're doing? Right, so they're doing essentially a X Men movie that is about random mutants in some kind of facility or asylum. No, no, that's not an X Men movie. They're marking it as a fucking X Men movie. No, yeah. I've, I've seen nothing in relation to no, X Men. It's yeah, like it's the new. X-Men it's movies. like the, it's called like the new mutants. Yeah, it's called right? New Mutants. But okay, but what what X Men are in it? No, no, obviously no X Men in it. Yeah, there's an X Men. So how's it an X Men movie? The new the new mutants are the guys that go on to be the X Men, right? If really? I'm right thinking. I thought the marketing has an X X Men movie because I I heard it was like they do an X Men movie that's horror. And I was like, what? Wait, what? I heard it's a, it's a separate standalone horror movie. Mutant horror. That to me sounds like just. Bad idea. Yeah, they're definitely releasing it at the wrong time. I think it's coming out in February. Oh, it should be released. Missed the boat, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the trailers came out around Halloween, but not mm, the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah smart one. Um, but um, I'm I'm holding out for it. I'm holding out for it. I'm gonna I think watch it. Fox should just give up the ghost. And just, no, just just do a Sony and just blow it. Fuck it. Here, here's Fantastic Four back. Here's X Men back. Give us a cut of the movies, and we'll just stay the fuck out of your way because they really aren't doing anything yeah. decent with these X Men. As I said, or been, any of these, they've been late to the game. With the TV shows. Mm. So, they've already lost a bare amount of characters. Like, uh, Ghost Rider. They lost Ghost Rider. Mm. Um, what else did they lose? 
There's loads of other things as well. They've still got Fantastic Money. Four. But the Fantastic, Fantastic Four, not only are Marvel but they still making sure it, they're killing the Fantastic Four in terms of the comic books. They mm-hmm. literally killed them off. Yeah, they killed the X-Men it. off. Yeah, but 20th Century Fox still have um, the yeah, rights to it. But no, it's like no one cares. Like, yeah, instead true. of just yeah. releasing like, essentially they should, need to be releasing like bombastic movies. They need to be doing like the equivalent of um, Spider-Man Homecoming, but with Fantastic Four or with X-Men or something. Just at least make an entertaining movie with fun characters. Just make yeah. an entertaining movie. Well, yeah, that would be a start. Someone tell DC that, yeah? Yeah, D- Oh, Jesus. Um, League of Legends, uh, the new season, it's pretty funny. The, like, the, the writers and producers have just completely given up <laughs> it being serious. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, seriously, seriously. Like, instead of it being serious, it's just one big joke. And all the characters in it, mm. they all know they're a joke as well. And they just, like, fuck up on purpose. And it's like, they're doing shit, like... You're just thinking, like, why are you doing that? That's wrong. You shouldn't... Oh, my God, you know you're a fucker. Why are you doing it? And then the characters would just, like, take the piss out of themselves and just kind of laugh at it. It's like, just going, you know what? We shouldn't have done it like that. But, hey, who cares? And then just carry on fucking up with time. You know what? That sounds kind of annoying in the sense that I'm hoping that the Marvel effect isn't making everyone go, comedy makes money, action movies make money, Marvel's killing it with these action comedies, let's just make everything light-hearted comedy, light-hearted action. I have to and admit. like, can we not have something that... Can we not have stuff that is at least a bit serious in tone? Mm. Yeah, and I, not always have to be flirt between the two. Can we just have something that's actually serious? That's why I don't mind DC, but they're not making any money trying to make serious comic book movies. Well, after, after, I mean, after a they do make money on serious comic book movies. It's just when it's done right and they get a decent director and a okay. decent fucking script. When's the last time that happened? Batman Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, all right, no. All right, fan of that. But... That's because Batman works so well as a, a kind of brooding kind of thing, but it's like they can't make a brooding Superman movie because people are just like not interested. Batman or Superman just didn't work as a brooding yeah, movie. Yeah, Superman and Wonder Woman, I think. Superman and Wonder Woman, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, because there's no other man that can handle it, man. Come on. What about Lois Lane? He's like, mm. <laughs> I know, yeah, so it's like all other dimensions where she's dead yeah, and then like she yeah. consoles him well, and then they end up. I, I was up watching uh, Justice League. No, no, uh, Teen Titans. Yes. Uh, Just League Teen Titans. Mm. And Superman and Woman, the one where I am in there. And I was just like, wait a minute. Okay, I get it that she can handle it and he can handle her and everything. He does have a super cop. But no, I think the idea is basically, if it goes by the Injustice story, it's the idea of Wonder Woman wants peace on Earth. In in the Injustice story, the whole reason why she's kind of horny for Superman is that she wants, her whole goal is to like tame man and promote peace on Earth because you tame man, you stop war. And Superman, not, Superman's not man. Well, he's, he's super man. <laughs> They're not like, yeah. Anyway, but so in Injustice, Superman is just like, I'm using my power to basically create order across the entire world. Everyone has to kind of bend to my world. So she's kind of like, he's doing exactly what I need to do. And that's great for me. And it's great for everyone. And it's great for the, the larger universe. So she's like, I'm sticking by this dude. And I'm going to help him out because he's on the same path that I am. Yeah, which is basically taking nothing, the nothing to do world, with his penis. Right? Nothing to do with his penis. <laughs> that's legit. That, that's a legit reason. She's not just like oh, Superman, all shit. To be How fair though, they would it. Yeah, they would explain it in a different episode because a lot of the DC animated movies actually carry on from other movies, mm. like uh, Batman's son. Like he appeared in the previous one, and then oh, Damien Wayne. Yeah, yeah. The Edge Lord. He was, Wayne. He's annoying little Edgiest shit. Edge of Edge. Yeah, he certainly is, man. Uh, anything else, Drew? Uh, that was it, mostly. Fair enough. Nick? 
Uh, well then, I would say it's been a while. Since I could hold my head up high. Been a while. Um, <laughs> you know, not not a whole lot that isn't just the same old kind of thing or haven't been covered. You before. replaced Destiny with Destiny Two in your district. <laughs> yeah, I certainly did. Um, yes, yeah, so just that. Then what's actually been? You went to see happening. it apparently. Yes, I did go see it. And I enjoyed it. Look, man, I'm not a horror movie fan, but I find it more enjoyable when you feel... When you're at Peckham Cinema. Oh, fuck no. Peckham Jesus H. Fucking Christ. The animals that went to see that movie, man. <laughs> Jesus. That was not the entertaining part of the evening. But <laughs> that aside... What, um, what day of the week was it? It was a Saturday, man. Oof. It was fucked. Oof. It, it was severely fucked. Like, within five minutes, someone was just like, can you please turn off your phone? They're like, no, fuck you. No, fuck you. It's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a great movie for you. Remind me not to go great. to Peckham Cinema. Not for that type of movie. Go see, like, Blade Runner, apparently. Like, no hoodlums turned up for that movie. See, this, yeah. is, this is why I go to Leicester Square and Pun. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Not a whisper in that place. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoyed it because I normally hate horror movies, but when you feel horror movies with what you can immediately say okay these would be completely irrational people who wouldn't be able to think straight mm. you go I can kind of believe that even though some of the situations in that movie are like even if I was a kid I mostly wouldn't have done that I mean would you really why would you do that but other than that yeah no it was it was cool I think they kind of they kind of nailed it I don't think the second half of the movie is going to nail not the second half of the movie but the second half of this double act or whatever you call them because um, obviously you know like going by the TV it is obviously based on the book and in the book they flick between their, their young cells and their adult cells and when they did the TV version of that they did the young cells as the first part of the movie and then yeah. all the TV thing then the second part was them as adults mm. yeah kind of finishing up what they started they, they're clearly going to do that oh I did not know this. that they, they they're, cl- they're clearly going to do it that's right? cool but how they do it is going to be the real test because like I said horror movie works when it's just like kids being kids and all that kind of stuff when it's adults you kind of go like okay now now they're either going to be stupid or they're going to have to think of ways to learn to be stuck in certain situations so we'll see how that plays out but yeah I I did actually really enjoy it but it's a weird horror movie in the sense that a lot of the entertainment from the movie is just the kind of camaraderie of kids just rolling around being kids in like the what the the late 80s early 90s mm. um yeah i think yeah late 80s rolling around you know their kind of like bonds and all that kind of stuff each of their own individual fears being kind of fleshed out and all their kind of troubles that they're having in their life yeah being fleshed out and that was more entertaining than the shit this is a horror movie so suddenly bang jump, jump scare, scare. Duh, like that yeah that was a bit part of that. Um, mm. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know how the second one's going to come out, but I enjoyed the first part. It's guaranteed though, yeah? I'm quite, uh, it wouldn't make sense for them not to. I mean, it only makes sense not to in the sense that they wouldn't it's fuck it's missing up. half of the book. Is, um, yeah. Which means he's missing do, half do of know, the Do you know whether it's coming out? Like, the, the date for it? Or nah, there'll be no date. I mean, we won't talk about it so soon after the first one, but I guess they'll wait and see how much money this does. If it does decent enough money, then... That'd be shit they if they don't. Definitely. Because it has a funny conclusion. It's a movie where it just it, it ends in a funny manner. Weird. And they already allude to the fact that there's 
definitely more because they blatantly talk about it at the end of the movie so I won't say anything even if it's not really spoilers if you've ever seen the TV one or read the book or anything yeah. w- worth watching if you've read the book and seen the original I never read the book seen the original and I enjoyed watching this new one. Oh, cool alright yeah. cool um, yeah, some unnecessary jump scares or whatever, but yeah, it was still it was well, it was well done. All the kids in it are like great in their parts and all that Solid kind of stuff. Performances, yeah, great cool. performance. And if you enjoyed um, Stranger Things, it's got the kid from that, yeah, um, uh, yeah being yeah. the complete opposite of how he is in the TV series. Apparently, <laughs> okay, how is he in this? He is like Bant's machine, where he's just like, Harry. damn, get those like burn cures out, man. Jesus yeah. Christ, fair enough. Right. Wicked Bants. Uh, so yeah, that was cool. Then what else have we doing? So, um, oh no, not Marvel. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite came out um, late September, uh, mid September. Mm. Um, too much fanfare. Too not much fanfare. The game <laughs> sucks. But the pro scene is actually shaping up to be pretty good. How so? Um, well, the main thing is this like within Marvel there's like legends of Marvel so people like Justin Wong who's like a, a legend of Marvel mm-hmm. from wait like from like Marvel's Capcom 2 days yeah, like he's yeah. a legend um, then you have more kind of recent legends people like F-Champ um, Filipino Champ who's like legend in a bunch of things but Marvel is one thing he kind of dominated for quite some time but um, but completely surprisingly a new challenger emerged who caught a lot of people by surprise Sonic Fox Sonic. Oh, I've heard that name. Fox of the Mortal Kombat Injustice fame. Yes. Right. Yeah. Emerged on the Marvel's Capcom Infinite scene and has been taking down legends. Ooh. He took down F Champ in two sets of first to tens. Okay. Quite handedly. Yeah. He's taken down other known kind of like um, respected players like Ray Ray. Um, you know, he's taken down a bunch of big names. And people are like, shit, is he is he gonna be the new Marvel god? Is this guy gonna just invade Marvel and take everyone's money and everything? So everyone's like, shit, what are we gonna do? And he uses like a bizarre team. Mm. He uses Jedha from Darkstalkers, who is like anime deaf. Um, <laughs> very much anime deaf. Um, and Rocket Raccoon. An unlikely pairing. But together as a team, whew, quite deadly. Um and he was on a reign of terror, a complete reign of terror, until uh, one of the recent majors where he went up against a gentleman by the name of Cloud805, another highly respected Marvel player, who knocked him to losers and then beat him in grand finals. Not easily, mind, but the way they've done the Pro Tour for Marvel's Capcom Infinite, and the reason why I'm talking about it now, is one of the most bizarrest things I've seen in any Pro Tour of a fighting game I've ever seen. Okay. So their Pro Tour is called Battle for the Gems. Yeah, so the gems being the infinity gems yeah. that you can get. And the idea is you go to these different tournaments, all the different all the tournaments are held in different places in the world. There's like Latino tournaments and like um, South America, there's European tournaments, and then there's like East Coast, West Coast tournaments, right? And there's people who hold certain gems as well. So past Evo champions, they're some of those are like gem holders, um, and they're people that when you get to the Pro Tour, you have to fight those people in the kind of final E league, right? Mm-hmm. But when you get a gem, each gem gives you a power that you can use in a tournament. Like, real, not like in-game, thing. I'm talking like a real life, I'm calling in the power of my stone that I earned from a tournament to give me an advantage in this tournament. Right. That's so, for cool. example, 
it's it's ridiculous. So it's not even fair. It's well, you have to earn it by winning these. You you win it by getting to the finals of these tournaments. Yeah, or yeah. winning the tournament, right? Whatever. What's whatever wrong with trophies? Why can't people happy? No, because trophies? you can cash these in to give yourself an advantage within the tournament. So let's say you get to the the, the final E League and you're like, I'm cashing in this this gem right. to give myself an advantage in this tournament to try uh, and win. I don't, I don't right. understand the advantages. But, well, it gets worse because what some of these gems do ranges from ridiculous to, like, interesting to ridiculous. Yeah? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head because they've not... Not all the gems have been won yet. There's still some more gems in tournaments. But the most recent one that someone got was the power gem. Okay. And that is completely ridiculous. The power gem, when you call for it, allows you to get the first hit of any given match so if you activate and say in this match I want the first hit but bear in mind that the first hit in something like Marvel can mean you can kill one whole person's character which gives you a massive that's like mm. that's essentially I've won a game because mm. I won the first hit right so that's ridiculous you have I think the space gem which allows you to change your placing in a bracket so let's say okay. you're in a bracket and you're up against an opponent that you don't want to fight. You can switch places with someone else on a similar bracket. So if you're both on winner's side, you can say, okay, I want to switch with this person so I fight a completely different person. Mm. So you can cash in that phase. So it's basically like tournament phases. Um, there's, I think the time gen lets you cancel out an opponent's own gem. So someone's like, I want to use power gem to get the first hit. You're like, nope, I'm going to use my gem to cancel your gem out. Okay. So you can't use that. So, so what's the fighting community thinking of this? They've not, they think it's wild. They think it's completely wild. They're like, this sounds completely ridiculous. But okay. what they don't know is how many times can you cash this Wild in? good or wild bad? Wild good. Okay. It's just different. Yeah. I agree um, it's different, but it sounds unfair at the same time. Well, you've got to be a tournament winner to get this thing. So it's not like someone's just going to stroll up into you, this thing. Well, I think you've got to be the like the best of the best. Essentially. And now... Or one of the best in that region to yeah, get that gem. Yeah. But it is... I'll say that yeah in some ways it kind of crops the idea of I won through fairness because you're you're using a favour basically to give yourself an advantage mm. but at least it's different we'll I, see how it actually yeah, plays yeah. out I agree and if different. it causes massive problems but it depends how many times you can use it if you're like I'm, I've won a tournament I'm sitting on this thing waiting for the right moment yeah. to use it and you use it once and you use it too early and then you end up losing to someone else then that's just a mm. tactical thing that you messed up on. So that's definitely interesting. Who knows how it plays out? But that's how they they're running it, man. Mm. So it Fair is enough. bizarre. So yeah, um, that's about it, really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as for myself, um, not really been doing that much. Um, just played a whole bunch of Destiny two with you um, and some with you, Chewy. Try and help you get your light level up. Um, yeah. Not not really been up to much. Just. I mean, you're watching some Ken Burns. Well, I have, but I'm not sure if that classifies as uh, nerdy enough for this. What? Are you kidding me? Mm, all right, okay. Uh, I've been watching the I've been watching good, documentaries. That's not nerdy a enough. A very good right. uh, documentary um, by Ken Burns. Uh, we've probably spoken about him before at some point. Mm. Um, he makes uh, documentaries usually on Americana and uh, just American history, all that sort of stuff. Um, he's got one on the BBC iPlayer at the moment called The Vietnam War. Um Trent Reznor does the soundtrack. Um, it's fantastic. It's just, yeah. Um, I consider myself a bit of a history buff. Um, the stuff that I'm learning from this where I'm just amazed. <laughs> it's just 
just such a fucking mess the whole fucking thing um and it's been presented really really well it, it doesn't just stick to you know here's some american vets let's talk to them it's got like north vietnamese army Viet Cong, uh south vietnamese army talks to everyone from every side um and yeah it's just really well rounded um and just shows what a, a political mess it was as well um so yeah that's mostly what i've been doing in fact it's that good that i've i'm i've watched up until uh there's eight episodes on the iPlayer at the moment of uh of 10 um the new one's on tonight and i save that for my journey home on wednesday on the train but it's that good that i watched i caned all eight of them um on friday whilst i was working and then sam was took an interest in it and i've watched an all the first five again within the next day and like the day after that so it's yeah it's really really good and mm. definitely worth your time particularly nick uh because you've watched ken burn stuff before and you oh, yeah. like it and um and i've never let you down with a documentary no i don't doubt it. it's just time time is the thing it's been ages since i've had enough time to put it on your phone man through. it's iplayer like you can download iplayer stuff onto your phone there's a download function on the iPlayer that's on your phone and then just watch it on the train in in the morning I'll, I'll consider it <laughs> so all you <laughs> listeners watch it yeah definitely um, cool uh, let's move on to new releases so uh, Destiny 2 is coming out on PC um, I'm <sighs> Nick's shaking his head. Yeah. I, 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 is there going to be anything different about it on PC other than probably better um, frame rate? 4K uncapped frame rate. Yeah. Um, and oh, is it, I can't remember. There's a field of vision hmm. thing that's better on PC. I know, I, know I saw... Vi- um, visually better, basically. I watched the guys from Hat Films playing it at like, top PC spec, and that was it did look pretty fantastic. Hmm. Um but yeah, I, I kind of feel like if, if you're playing it on PC, like you can't. Like one of the great things about PC gaming for me is like I like to mod shit. If I'm playing mm. it on PC, like there's no way you can fucking mod this. Like yeah, but it's not. Nah, but there's <laughs> there's yeah, there's some games that support modding. A lot of modern AAA games don't support modding. Yeah. So. so I, yeah, I just especially not on, not ones that are expected to be played online. No. Mm. Um. So yeah, so that comes out. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One is coming out. Um, Assassin's Creed, now with more possible black people. <laughs> and with more I education. Just, yeah, well, and that, now with more loot. Oh, yeah, loot crate, yeah. <laughs> no, it hasn't got loot crate. It's got, got loot like, crates? it's drops. So like, you actually get like... Oh, yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like... yeah I, um, I actually... I love... Assassin's Creed 2. It's one of my favourite games of last generation. Um, just really good fun to play. I loved the, the history side of it as well. Like The education side of it was pretty good. Um, and since then, it's sort of gradually gone downhill. Then didn't just go downhill, like fucking jumped off a cliff. Um, Fell into the gutter. Out. And then after that, it was like it hit the bottom of the cliff. But that wasn't far enough for it and it decided that it wanted to then tunnel through the bottom of the cliff up to the top again and throw itself off for a second time um and then this one's coming out and it looks different um i don't know it wasn't 
because all right, I know Unity was a shit show. You're talking about current gen ones. Unity was a shit show. Yeah. Only because they tried to do too much. Unity was a shit show. The next one, uh, what was it, it called? called? Remember the no. S, I think. No, no, Syndicate. Yeah, right. Syndicate. Good Syndicate. Uh, I, thought that was good. I thought that was a good one. I thought oh, we would like Syndicate. Nah. It was all like progressive and shit, nah. and just like in old London town and everything. Really? Yeah, yeah, no, Syndicate. I heard a few people say how good it was. Yeah, they enjoyed it for a story anyway. I mean, good for them, but it's not like like Assassin's Creed Two is the pinnacle so far for, of what they've done. Right. Like it was a really great game, like decent story, played really really well, mm. um, and yeah, just had all of these sort of really great hooks in it um, so what's turning you on to this new one then? I don't know yet I don't know if I'm going to get it I don't know if I'm going to play it um, but you, there's something that sparked an interest in it is yeah it, there is, is I think, think, I think it's the setting I or? think it's the setting and I think right. it's the historical aspect of it because um, I mean that's my gig well time wise um, this is the earliest game yeah yeah um, so yeah it, it does appeal but I'm not convinced until I see some reviews on this one um, after that Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, baby. Um, who's playing that? I will you play don't own the Switch. Eventually. Yeah, I'll play it eventually. I think I was going to rush out and get Switch and get this for day one, but I think I'm going to wait. It's not like spoilers for Mario, you know? Like The enjoyment <laughs> of Mario is playing it. So even if right. I wait, I'll still enjoy playing it, even if I know everything that goes down in the game. So I think I'll mostly wait close to Christmas. Just because I want to actually have a decent amount of time to sit down and play it. And stuff like that. Fair Spoilers: enough. Mario beats Bowser and saves the princess. Ah, oh, no, it's crazy. You know, apparently Princess Peach travels around the world, and you can find her in different locations. You know, she's got her own cap as well. She has her own cap. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Shame she doesn't use it. About time. Already? What? That doesn't make sense. She's kidnapped. Well, I don't think she's kidnapped enough because I've seen her like she's chilling on the beach in a bikini, and then she's wearing like a safari outfit and just chilling in different <laughs> locations in the world. And you're like, "Hi, Princess Peach, how you doing?" <laughs> And at some point, in between all these adventures, yeah. she gets kidnapped. I've come to save you. Oh, no, I don't save you. I'm, no, I'm, just the I'm just chilling on the beach. It's all right. Go um, Chewy, I know you're definitely going to be getting it. Yeah, definitely. Are you getting it day one? Uh, uh, day one is Wednesday? Friday, I believe. No, it's, no, it's been released before Friday, isn't it? I thought it was 27th, because it's day before my birthday. Yeah, it's 27th. Okay. Oh, okay. But you know you could get it now. I was going to say, I could get it now if I wanted to. Yeah, you could. But I will be getting it. I will definitely be getting it. Okay. Uh, what are you looking forward to about it? Mario. Great stuff. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> no, come on, man. Look. You, <laughs> put, you put a cap on a thing and you become well, the thing. Actually, in all honesty, um, I played it at um, Hyper Japan earlier this year. And I have to admit, gameplay-wise, was spot on. Like, the whole happy, happy, cappy yeah. mechanic with the Switch controllers was fluid as fuck. It was smooth, it felt right, it felt like an extension of my hand. But then it makes me wonder, if I was playing it attached to my Switch, or attached to the Joy-Con holder, or playing it with a Pro Controller, I wouldn't be able to do the whole cappy mannerisms, or mechanics. Ah, uh, forget that. Now, I'm not interested in, like, well, motion controls, man. Just no, I, I, I press I, a button, I agree. I'll become the thing. I yeah, agree. But, but on the Switch, if you shake it, it feels like ice cubes in a glass. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you program it to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I have, to, I have to admit, like, playing it with the Joy-Cons, it, controls felt fluid. It's really, really nice. The whole using the cap, the whole jumping mechanic, it, it worked. With the, You don't, like, literally point or anything like that. It's just literally a flick of the wrist kind of thing. And you don't even, like, notice it kind of thing. So what's the, man, what's the non-motion control for that, then? Like, 
if you're on throw capital, you just like B button or something. I guess so, but I never got to try it with a standard controller controller layout. I only tried it as um, loose switch controllers. Because surely you want to play it on the go. You don't want to have to be like on the go, put it down, take it out, and funny enough, around on the train with like flicking people in the funny eye. Funny enough, I don't usually play it with the Joy Cons attached. When I'm on the train, I'll have it standing up and I'll have the controllers separate from yeah. the. Switch. That's because you're on long ass trains that have like tables and shit, man. And for long ass flights I, I, as well. I am not on. Long, I'm not on any of those. Uh, cool. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, uh, the new Colossus. It's coming out on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Um, and Switch later in the It year. looks fucking bonkers, frankly. KKK, Nazis, yeah, robots. It's just, like, it's just like, how much can we shovel into this game? All the bad guys. Yeah. All of them. Um, yeah, I watched um, some playthroughs at the beginning of it, and it was just, I don't know, man. The characters were fucking strange. Strange how? Like just really I mean, did you not strange? did you not play the last Wolfenstein? No, no, I didn't. Was oh it, my was goodness. It really strange dude, or dude, play just play <laughs> the old Wolfenstein. The, the previous Wolfenstein. Right. Yeah, the new one. Then you'll understand everything. Then you'll be like, this is not strange at all. This is par <laughs> for the course. Right. Yeah. Par for the course. So what you're saying is it's it is strange. It is meant <laughs> to be bonkers because right, okay. you have such a bonkers villain. That your your character could basically do anything. The fact that your main character could do anything that he wants to do, because the villains are so outrageously over the top. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, literally, you're talking about a game like in the the New Order. You're like, there's a scene very early in the game where your character has literally been in a coma for ages. You've been just bedridden, unable to move. You just you see things happening, seasons change, all this kind of stuff, mm. right? Nazis attack the hospital. <laughs> you immediately spring into action by shanking a Nazi soldier right in the face and like die, Nazi scum, and then bang, killing Nazis like right, for okay. a solid four hours straight. That's <laughs> the game. Okay. So once you've seen that, nothing surprises me about this new one. Okay. It can right. only get they can only crank up to like twelve. Who's ready on that? Fair enough. I like the sound of that. Uh, cool. Uh, that's the end of new releases. So the news is next up. So Destiny Two. It's quite a Destiny <coughs> Two heavy. Uh, yeah, quite a Destiny Two heavy. Week, this week, uh, Destiny 2's top tier weekly multiplayer activity, Trials of the Nine, has been postponed for the next two weeks because of Monty Python. Yes. Explain and it. And stupidity. Explain. So, basically, um, Destiny 2, like Destiny 1, has emotes, um, various emotes. And one of these is an emote called Bureaucratic Walk, which is obviously a reference to the Monty Python sketch. Um, the only problem is, unlike other emotes where normally your character just stands still and does some funny shit, maybe dances a little bit, this one actually has your character kind of like lean back, do the kick, lean forward, do the kick, lean back. But what Bungie didn't calculate in the in the Infinite Genius is <laughs> that when a character leans back, they can be leaning back into a wall, which makes them clip into the wall. Yeah. Which means that once you clip into the wall, then that's it. You can clip into the, the unknown um, and the funny no clip 
like hacksaw shit. So that meant that people were hack like clipping into areas where they shouldn't be, which was messing up trials games because people were either hiding themselves in funny places or shooting out funny places or coming out and shooting yeah. funny places. Or that was a potential threat. So they've had to can trials um, for two weeks to try and fix the bug because it seems nothing in Destiny can be fixed easily. It's just code spaghetti. So no trials. Um, <coughs> I've actually got that emote, um, but I've not used it yet. I saw, I saw it to buy, and I had shit tons of dust. But I'm just like, my character is not about that walk. My character is more about dance hall. Yeah, that weird dance hall thing. I, I don't know what it is, I've man. Never I'm seen dance hall like that, man. Fun dances. Hey, dude, man, you need to see some Japanese chicks doing like dance hall dancing. Holy really? shit, dude, man! I swear, this Japanese chick, she went to Jamaica and won the dance hall competition, man. <laughs> That's how wild she was, man. Uh, and, and we got the lady dragging Jamaica's the body even Yeah, no, no. right on time. Some things yeah. never change. Um, so yeah, fair enough. Next up, Destiny Two is Prestige Rage. Yeah. Rage. Yeah. Well, take, well, take two. The forum does have Prestige Rage. Destiny 2's Prestige Raid. The yes. team, recognised by Bungie as completing it first, used a glitch to seal their victory. Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's glitches, and then there's, you know, air quotes glitches, and there's air quotes more glitches, whatever, but they used a exploit in which you can give yourself more heavy ammo for a particular weapon by using an exotic called Wardcliffe Coil, which mm. has been... What the fuck? She's got two corpses today. <laughs> Double kill. Um, the, there's a exotic called Walker Coil, and for some reason, if you have one point of ammo in that weapon, and you switch to another heavy weapon, so mm. like another rocket launcher, instead of it giving you zero ammo for your next weapon, like most other heavy weapons do when you switch on that kind of level, it gives you a full amount of ammo um, for that rocket. So if you went from one Walker Coil ammo to five regular rockets that means five rockets you can put into the boss which means the boss gets melted a lot quicker yeah so when you're against the clock that's one of the best things for you to be able to do so people will be disgruntled about that and i'm kind of in in two minds while this it is technically a glitch and it is not in the, the spirit it's not the same as say old school raid glitches where you literally unplugging like, the internet unplugging the internet and then the <laughs> boss can't even move and then you just go up to him and just spam him to death and he dies like it's not on that level of glitching so the complaint is that Bungie had told everyone like well we have glitches and we will pin we will you know um, disqualify anyone who uses a glitch but because of the nature of that glitch mm. it was completely under Bungie's radar Bungie were used to things like people hiding in scion bubbles to not have to fight enemies or other little weird glitches you can do to kind of like game the system on the raid boss yeah but that one wasn't one so Bungie were in a situation where like well shit we didn't say we said we'd look out for glitches but that wasn't one that's on our radar so we're like look here's the top three people who kind of like did it in the fastest time and the community can decide among themselves as to who they they want to praise yeah because yeah the, the community who's already insanely salty about a bunch of things regarding Destiny 2 was pretty salty about this team using the glitch <laughs> it didn't help that the guy during the recording was like I'm gonna do the rocket launcher glitch, like cover me twice 
in the video. So not like it wasn't like incognito. It was right. just like cover me, guys. I'm doing this glitch, <laughs> like the glitch thing. So like, yeah, fuck it. Fair enough. Okay, well, uh, next up, we're going to go to our special reporter out in the field, uh, Nick Saki. I'm the only one talking about this. Nick Saki special reports. Nick Saki special report. Um... You've sort of alluded to it just then. Um, people are really turning against Destiny 2, particularly forum-wise and like Reddit communities. Uh, I mean, what's going on? Because all right, look. I mean, firstly, to be fair, Reddit and official forums are the the saltiest guys. So this isn't like the first time there's been any kind of like forum salt or like just a forum salt revolt. But for Destiny 2, it's just salt revolt. Yeah, I like it. It certainly is. There certainly has been plenty of times, but this time, their their major complaint is is this. It's kind of like the you were the chosen one levels of despair. Like they they put they banked a lot on Destiny Two being the, the Destiny game they wanted, and in many regards it is. You know, it's a it's a nice looking game. It's a crisper game. Um, a lot of quality of life features been put in. However, um, there's two areas that you're generating epic amounts of salt. First is PvP. PvP, generally, people do not like modern this current build of PvP. It's 4v4, which they don't like. They're used to 6v6. You can't select what PvP mode you want to play, which they hate. They're like, I want to be able to select the mode I want, just like Destiny 1. Why mm -hmm. can't I do that? Yeah. Okay. Um, they feel it's sterile because weapons are too balanced powers recharge too slow so that already has a, a large pocket of people very disgruntled just off the back of that yeah if everything else was fine in destiny that would still be a massive uh, like salt harvest for these guys but the the real thing that's got the fall of the the community at the moment is the fact that destiny one even with all the quality of life changes was about this guy knocking the mic oh my goodness Apologies. There's always one. I mean, I am oh. right in a corner. Uh, dude, you don't you have to be mad. You put yourself in the yeah, corner. Yeah, but I, I put myself here because I don't want someone to get fucking cracked in the back of the head by that door. Nick's going to get cracked in the head. Oh, nah. <laughs> now you're making me paranoid. I have to move. Oh, yeah, just move through your body. Great. <clears throat> anyway. Um, Chewy shit's in there. Oh, no. <laughs> so spray air freshener, though. Little shit palace. Yeah, for others, not me. <laughs> That's a tale for another time. Um... <laughs> So, what was so yeah, the, the main thing that's got them in the massive four is this. Yeah, like I said, Destiny was Destiny, even with the quality of life changes they've gone throughout year one, year two, going into year three of Destiny, is still there was a degree of grind. Like mm. it's lessened over time, but there was always a grind. There was always a chase in Destiny. Even with all the quality of life features making it easier and more accessible, there was always a chase. With some of the changes they implemented in Destiny 2, namely fixed rolls of weapons once you find a weapon that's that's how the weapon is if you find another one the next one will be exactly the same yeah they hate that with a passion they they hate that completely they're used to the idea of you get a weapon and it could be an amazing role it can roll with particular perks which makes it amazing or it could not 
but that created a chase. They were like, I'll constantly have something to chase, which means I'll constantly have something to do. All right? Yeah. But that doesn't exist anymore. So now they're like... So explain explain the set roles. All right. So, like I said before, the fixed roles, what used to happen in Destiny 1 is when you find a weapon, it would have two to three perks on it. Yeah, different little abilities within the gun. Yeah. And those were completely randomized to some degree. Obviously, not every perk can roll on every single weapon because every weapon's different, but they could be randomized to some degree, meaning that the potential to find the same weapon twice was far and few between because there's so many combinations that weapon could go through. Yeah. So that created essentially like gold rushes when someone's like, oh my God, I got this gun, which was already good, and now it's got this perk, this perk, and this perk, which makes it godly. Now it's like the best this weapon will ever be. It's the yeah. best weapon ever. So that created a lot of gold rushes where people go, shit, I need to get that weapon as well. So everyone chased that weapon and it's the kind of like effort reward loop of, I found a weapon, shit, it hasn't got the perk I want. All right, screw it, I'll try again. I found a weapon, it hasn't got the perk I want. And then eventually you go, I found a weapon, it's got all the perks I want, yay, you know. That's gone in Destiny 2 now. When you find a weapon, that's the weapon. Yeah, the, the yeah. weapons aren't unique anymore. Well, I won't say they're not unique. I mean, if you look at one hand cannon in Destiny, you look at another hand cannon in Destiny, no, I mean, they're going to be different. But between players. If you have the, yeah, if you have the gun and I have the gun, we have the same gun. Yeah. There's no real difference other than whatever fancy shader you put on it. Yeah. And they absolutely hate that. Now, Bungie implemented that to cover a complaint that plagued Destiny 1 for the longest time. And this is why Bungie's in a bit of a tough place. One of the complaints... Oh, they can't win. They, like, they, they, certainly, they, no, they, certainly, no, they, they certainly can't win, but the issue they have is this. The, the fixed role thing was to create a fair, like some degree of fairness. Because with the random roles, you have a problem with this. And everything, all the big changes in Destiny all boil down to the fact that in a essentially a looter shooter, having any kind of competitive mode in it, especially one that you want people to take serious. It's not like Borderlands has, like, you can do PvP in Borderlands, but Borderlands is bonkers so you don't take it seriously <laughs> right you just agree to duel and then you just blast each other with rocket launchers but destiny's trying to make the pvp the uh, pvp thing a bit serious and that's why they have things like trials yeah but balancing that when someone can get a gun with a random roll which makes it so amazing that they go into crucible and they're just like you know they've basically got a laser which just headshots people from like the other side of the map and there's no real counter to that till you roll something the equivalent in terms of perfection and if you can't roll that, then that's it. You're always at a disadvantage. So there was no real even playing field. Even if you had the skill, if you didn't, if you had the skill but not that particular gun, then you'd lose to someone who had the skill and that gun. So the even playing field, they're like, well, fuck it. Ro weapons will have fixed rolls. You get the weapon. If everyone has the same weapon, then everything's balanced, right? Well, everyone has potential to get the same weapon, then it's balanced. But of course, like she said it meant that now there's no individuality of your gun. You have a gun, you can't really celebrate the fact that you have the gun because everyone has the gun. Exactly the same, down to the perks. Mm. So that's caused a massive for people just like, there's no end game. Once I reach this particular light level, the game's done for me, there's no chase. And people are hating that fact hugely. There's literally nothing for those type of people to do. Mm. Those people lived for that chase. Yeah. Um, and even within that there's people who, who are like even if I don't have the best weapon this weapon is my weapon because it has this random role and not everyone's going to have this random role not everyone's going to run with this random role so that's a massive headache for Bungie because they designed a fixed um, perk uh, 
system with balance in mind but it's backfired because a very vocal part of the community is like we don't want fixed roles we want mm. back to random roles we want to chase I want to be out of I want to be unique with my weapon I want to be this down the other so there's a whole bunch of different things they have to fix but you know just salt just kept getting thrown onto the already salty fire so <laughs> trials being cancelled for two weeks is like what the hell Bungie uh, and then I think the final straw is well, trials was cancelled because of the because Monty, of Monty Python, yeah. Monty Python right. so the final kind of straw that's kind of breaking everyone's kind of back at the present moment in terms of people just going like I can't bother more is raids outside of things like trials raids have been the premier content of Destiny regardless of anything going wrong with Destiny raid is the thing that kept people playing it kept streamers playing it kept sweaty hardcore play, players playing and it kept like casuals kind of going one day i'll do the raid and get cool shit and that was the whole point of raids you go into a raid and you come out decked out in cool armor that does cool shit and you come out with funky weapons that also do some cool shit that's that's been the glue that's held most people together in destiny hmm. with this new raid not only is it the weirdest raid bungie's ever done like most raids are kind of like you go to a place you kill a thing and then you fight a boss thing and then that has a quirk and then you do a jumpy thing and then you kill another weird boss thing and then you do another weird thing and then you kill the final boss thing and it's that kind of beat yeah this new raid is like it's quite strange yeah you you play gladiators you you hunt down a bunch of howling dogs you shoot semi-naked cabal guys in a bathhouse room and shoot crystals on a chandelier and then you do the one part of the raid that is actually any good which is fighting Callus the boss so you go through all that effort because whilst it's weird it still feels like a lot more effort than some other raids mm. you come out with nothing that the community celebrated like in Destiny 1 you have things like the Fatebringer like even two years in people are still going like the Fatebringer is like the craziest thing because back then it, it was it was a defining weapon it had a completely unique perk role it had an element on a primary which just didn't exist so like when you had that that was something to celebrate now the weapons you get whilst they modeled all nice and everything um they don't do anything special at all mm. and then the armors don't do anything special at all in fact most armors in destiny 2 don't do anything special so these especially don't feel special so they're like well what's the point of doing the raid like it doesn't give me anything to show off because yeah. the stuff isn't that special and then to cap it off i mean we we, we, can't, we can't we can't sort of gloss over it there is a there is a very real element of elitism that around a lot of this complaining though as well oh 100 percent. i mean the, the reason why people romanticize things like the vault of glass is purely because in vanilla destiny if you were level 30 it meant you went through the normal and hard mode raid then on top of that if you're level 30 with things like the fate bringer which was a rare drop if you had the vex mythical art the vex yeah vex, yeah, mythical vex class, which was even a rarer drop you know you were king of the hill you had some of the best pve weapons you had one of the most devastating pvp weapons in the game you were top of the you were top dog and anyone else who couldn't get into a raid you were a peasant <laughs> you you were a peasant you were nothing you were level 29 with no raid gear and you were just a scrub and it created that divide you yeah. know the people who could do raids constantly to get all the, the good thing, shit a lot of those people that are that hard 
core level that are like the level 30 with Mythoclass or that sort mm. of thing, they're incredibly vocal members of, of that community as well. Oh, most so. definitely. But there's a lot of, obviously, wannabes, but I mean, it's a giant clusterfuck because there's streamers whose job is to extract as much content out of Destiny as possible. Mm. And under the old system of drops are rare, raids are hard but interesting with gear that people want, people lust over, so they're willing to invest time watching someone getting that stuff to just live vicariously. That's all but gone in yeah. Destiny 2. So streamers are like, well, what the fuck? Where's the end game where I can, you know, continue to do what I do? Then the wannabes like, well, yeah, where's the end game so I can also feel elite? So whilst elitism is not the the, the best thing to come out of it, that situation, and obviously Bungie are like they want to avoid that because in the past it's been a problem if you had a galahorn you got into a raid if you didn't have a galahorn tough you don't get into the raid yeah um if you hadn't done the raid and you needed to do the raid good luck finding people that wouldn't let you do that when it's so tough and time consuming so they've obviously tried to make the effort to not exclude people like things like getting to the point in destiny where you can reach the light level cap without ever setting foot in the raid just to give people who just want to play the game normally and reach a point something to do um but it's left the 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 hardcores the grinders with nothing to do those people can hit 305 like real easy some of those those people hit 305 in a week and that was it they're they're like i'm done there's nothing to chase and i'm done and i'm very disgruntled about that fact fair enough um well We'll we'll say it's done on Destiny. Well, we'll no, on. I was going to oh, ask. Okay. Um, do you think Des- uh, Bungie can fix it? Not in this current build. So there's a couple of things they can most probably try to do, and they've not alluded to it. But there's little things they've tried to allude to. So early on, when the beta was running, someone said, "Okay, now there's fixed roles. What are you going to do to make the third, fourth, fifth, and tenth?" duplicate of a weapon be exciting mm. and they said then luke smith said that look we've kind of hit a deadline we've got ideas in the works we'll have to get back to you on that so if they can find an interesting way to resolve that that would possibly help i think the only thing they can do is at the present moment there's a mod system yeah and this was something that people got a bit excited about going into destiny 2 which is you have a weapon, it has a slot that yeah. takes a modification. You have an armor, it takes a slot that takes a modification. The only problem is it's undercooked severely. Weapons mm. only take one mod. They either take a plus five damage mod for a kinetic weapon, or they take a plus five elemental mod for uh, energy or heavy weapon. Yeah, That's it. Um, armors are the same. They take either melee class or grenade cooldowns, or they take a kind of generic um, resilience up health up mobility up and that's it so people are wondering okay if they expand the mod system for you to be able to customize your gun to give yourself an additional perk so maybe you you grind out you get a perk and then you add it to your weapon and then you go okay i run this weapon with this perk because that's how i like the weapon or i run this perk with this whatever right that would spice things up a little bit for players who give them say like okay i'm going to click this gun and i'm going to click these mods and i'm going to mess about with different mods to get what combination I want. Mm. So they replaced the the perk system with mods, essentially. Not really. Perks are, the perk system is exactly the same, but 
the mod system, I don't know what it's for. I mean, for energy weapons, it's good because you can say, okay, I've got this weapon as a solar, but I would prefer it as an arc because I already have enough solar weapons and you can change the element. That's good. Yeah. But it doesn't really change the characteristics of the weapon much. Okay. Yeah. And your armors don't change the characteristics of anything that whole much, apart from maybe giving you better reload and giving you more stability on certain guns. Mm. All right. Um, so if they expanded the mod system to give you perks if they made perks do more stuff so you really have the choice of like oh okay i could give myself this or i could give myself that and then that lets you mix and match a bit and give yourself some individuality then yeah but until they do that no they need to give they need to flash out the current activities so that there's more of a chase people are asking for harder versions of strike playlists with their own unique drops so that there's a reason to play these strikes so you chase those drops um, they're asking for other activities to have either harder versions or something they could chase within those down drops. So possibly they can fix it, but at the present moment, I think they're caught between rock and hard place. Anything they want to do, they can't do until they see what happens with the PC, so they can sync the console release with the PC release and not have two versions of the game that run on different worlds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they're gonna run on different updates because how the PC handles is gonna be different to how the console handles. So their nerfs and buffs are gonna be a bit different. But in terms of world behavior, most probably some and most weapon behavior, I'd say they want to keep it parallel. Do we know why the PC version released later? I think just because the finicky nature of PC, they don't want to run into the problems that like NRS had with like outsourcing the port of the PC version of MKX, which was a complete shit show and um, that I think they needed to give it more time to make sure it worked and they wanted Blizzard to give them a hand with like the kind of pump busters and all that kind of stuff to make sure people don't like hack and cheat and do weird shit so I think they had to put in more features to get a PC one running and they couldn't get it you know alright well uh, that's quite a lot of Destiny so I'm going to move it on to something that Chewie's into Pokemon Go uh, the Halloween event has now been officially detailed and it will introduce the first creatures from Pokemon's third generation. Um, are you looking forward to it? Because I know you're still playing the game a lot. Uh, you were even playing it on the toilet, apparently. Yes, I was. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really cool to see the third gen uh, Pokemon finally appear. Which ones are going to be in it then? Uh, is it, is it all it of does, no. third gen? No, it's only, at the moment it's only like ghost Pokemon and dark Pokemon. Oh, because Halloween. Gen. Okay, yeah, yeah. alright. But it is a prelude to the actual right, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it's next month you know because mm. you know what Duskull and Sableye they're like far down in like the Pokedex so you know when, when you catch those, those Pokemon you see all the mm. empty boxes in between mm. the second gen so like all the, all the Pokemon are there they just gotta switch it on Right. I, I think it's going to be relatively soon because what second gen they did a similar thing uh, oh did they yeah they did the the babies first I believe the eggs oh I remember Togepi being added yeah, yeah. and then they introduced the second gen Pokemon mm. I believe it was in the beginning like January or February of the new year I believe so I wouldn't be surprised if they do a similar thing or if they wait until next month or December to mm. release it okay um, mm. But but Niantic's already said they got uh, big updates, big announcements for it. Right. Okay. So, so it's, it's days coming, isn't it? That's yeah, it, it's it's just a matter of time now. Okay. But it was really cool. It's really cool to see the third gen Pokemon. Which um, one do you want to catch first? I've caught more. Damn. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Which was which one's your favourite? Um, and I have to say Duskull. 
because he evolves. Okay. What he evolves into looks pretty menacing. Pretty cool. Fair enough. Yeah. Wait, you mean Dusclops? Yeah, Dusclops evolves into Dusclops. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like Dusclops because he's got like what, one big eye and he's big, chunky. Yeah, he's a tanky Pokemon. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, next up, New Wave Toys has announced uh, a Kickstarter for its first officially licensed, fully playable miniature arcade cabinet replica. Uh, based on Atari's Centipede. Um, hmm. I'm not sure what I make of this. It, it's uh, a ripoff? Yeah, <laughs> it feels a bit like a it's cash six, grab. It's six inches tall? It's six inches tall. Yeah, it's, it's just a six inch arcade thing, and you, you you can only play it with like two fingers. That's going to be real difficult you got like to play. A, you got like a, is it a joystick or D-pad, and then a rollerball? On the, so it's like yeah, a two finger that, that sounds like a hot box to be honest for the price yeah. wait no a kickstarter it's 100 bucks and you yeah. get one but retail they're planning to sell it for 160 bucks <laughs> yeah are they fucking nuts wait you know, it just said <laughs> millipede on it that's it yeah that, that, well centipede yeah. centipede but then here's the thing Atari are releasing a, a NES classic or Atari yeah, are, classic yeah. version yeah so why would you want to spend that much money on a six-inch collectibles, yo? Because they're going to release loads of them, and then you'll have like on your shelf, you'll have not for 160 a piece. No, I'm not saying I'm going to fucking uh, yeah, collect no, it. I mean, like, even even I'm saying even though your logic is sound, like the price is too high. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The price is not right. The price of this is too damn high. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it. Uh, when I first saw it, I was kind of like, uh, that's kind of interesting. And I was kind of like. Mm. This this looks like a real cash grab. Nintendo did it better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd, well, no, it's not often you say that nowadays. Oh, that, that's the first thing. Oof. Atari, Atari's fuck Nintendo. <laughs> Atari's mini console. It's that's not even a Kickstarter thing. That's an actual thing. That's yeah. Just... Well, I don't know if they're actually just going to be farming that out and licensing that. I don't know if I trust because I mean, who is Atari now? Some dude <laughs> in the basement somewhere. It's just a license. Sweat shop in China. Uh, cool. I'm gonna move it on. Uh, this is a similar thing, um, but I actually like the look of it better. Uh, Game Boy Cart adapter now available for Android phones. Um, you basically plug your phone into it, and you get physical buttons, and you also get physical D-pad and, and physical place to put the cartridge in. Um, I know some people are looking at it, like particularly on forums. I was looking at some stuff, and people were like, "Why the fuck would anyone buy this over actually just buying a Game Boy?" Well, because everyone has a phone, and not yeah. everyone everyone can get their hands on a Game Boy. So. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, it, it, the better question is why don't you just put Game Boy emulator on your phone? Well, no, it's, it's the physical physical buttons. Yeah, of it, physical you know, cartridge and like I hate buttons. using buttons on a touchscreen phone. Like, no, no, but you can, get, you can get wrong. like you can get like the controllers that sit on the bottom of your phone, and then you have yeah. But why would you do that if you can just get this and it's set up like a Game Boy? Because how fast is Nintendo going to sue these motherfuckers? I don't know, man, but you know it's coming out. Thing like... is, I, I think they missed the they missed the trick with this. How so? It only does uh, original Game Boy games. Uh, it does. It does color as well. What about Game Boy Advance? Doesn't do advance. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it does two Game Boy. It does you know original yeah. and color. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I actually quite like it. Uh, it's one step closer to my Nintendo phone that I want. Um, <laughs> that I detailed in probably episode two of the Nerd Word. That's just a switch without. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of like it. Have you seen pictures of it? Yeah, yeah, show me. Yeah, sure. okay. Um, what do you think, Trey? 
Would you uh, get one? Well, well, it's been in the in the making for a couple of years now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's only because they, they initially started off doing a, just a ROM uh, software thing, yep. and then they went to actual physical with a, a connector to, oh. to take cartridges. Um, yeah, honestly, I never expected it to come out. Now that it is actually coming yeah, it's around. kind of strange that it actually got this far. Um, yeah, um, I personally won't be picking up because I have plenty of Game Boy Advances and Game Boys at home. Yeah. Um, and and as Nick said, uh, ROMs. I used to play Game Boy ROMs games on my phone. Um, yeah. So no, I won't be picking it up. Fair enough. Um, I might buy one for a little play and see. I tell you, what would be better than this. Hmm. Game Boy Mini Classic. What? If oh, Nintendo were to make a Game Boy Mini Classic. So essentially, you just a make Game a Game Boy Mini. Oh, sorry. I had in my head. In my head, I had like the Game Boy Micro, and you were like. You want a, a <laughs> mini version of a Game Boy Micro? Okay, no. Imagine, imagine making a one-to-one replica of Game Boy Pocket yeah. or Game Boy Color, maybe whichever one. Game Boy Color was this yeah. size, yeah. And yeah. it doesn't take cartridges, just like with the snares and nares, but it's replica. Mm. Even the screens are fucking re- replica as well. But games are romped inside. Nah, the screen needs to be better. I mean, the screen would have to. Be okay, better. Okay. The, the screen would have to be better quality. What about the so the last best Game Boy Advance screen? How would that do for you? SP. Yeah, but the yeah. the AGP one hundred and one version. Yeah. So not an LCD screen. Uh, so you, you still got the original bits bit rate yeah, screen. Yeah. Mm. But I love the SP. Yeah, I but, still think the SP is the best design console of all time. But the one hundred and one. Portable. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Imagine that an SP. Yeah, with that one hundred and one screen mm. and just ROMs all pre pre installed on it. Yeah, that'd be pretty badass. Problem is picking out. Let's say the yeah, twenty five games. Make it. Make it. Actually, yeah, no, Nintendo do, can't do that. Do 25 games. They can't do 25 games. It has to be a stupid amount of games. You reckon? It has to be. Nintendo would have to put a stupid amount of games on there. But still good. Because the problem is that Game Boy Advance had a lot of trash. Actually, no, no Nintendo, They w- if they were to do this, they would release a Game Boy Original, Yeah, they would. a Game Boy Color, a Game Boy Advance, Advance. I mean, we already know that a Game Boy is, is coming. Yeah, um, they've already filed for copyright of the Game Boy Mini yeah. and um, the N64, N64 Mini. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck we're going to do the N64 Mini, man, because well, what games, is what, tough, well, what games they putting on it as well, man? Mario Kart 64. Yeah, Mario Kart 64. I know what you mean, because you're like, no GoldenEye, no these Con Racing. Yeah, they can't do it because um, of the licensing. No, that's, that's fine, but all the other games. What are the games? Like, name the good games on N64, right? right? Mario Kart 64. Yeah, great. Mario 64. Yeah. Great. Snowboard Kids, yep, good. Wave Racer, yep. Uh, mm. The first and second, but that's it. Mario Party games. Nah, I've got no. The first and second one, I, nah. I, I enjoyed. Nah. I enjoyed. Nah. After that, they just got one. Ten eighty degree snowboarding. Ten eighty degree snowboarding. Yeah. So you got five games. Yeah. Lilac Wars. Lilac Wars got to go. Yeah. Six games. That's seven. No, we're not including Mario Parties, man. You were outvoted on the Mario yeah, parties. Okay, okay. Imagine the N64 you were Mini. You outvoted. Yeah? Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. Imagine the N64 Mini, yeah? Yeah. Having actual four controller ports, and they released the controllers separately in those old retro um, colours. This is the clear see through colours. Yeah. And you could buy the N64 Mini controllers. Okay, Nintendo will be cashing in and making fuck tons of money and stuff. But you could buy extra controllers to play multiplayer on your Mini N64 console. Yeah. yeah, cool. I still okay. want to play Mario Party on yeah. it, though. I mean, I'm still waiting. Play, like, like, we're at something what, like six or seven games. Okay, sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Let's get so to, let's get to ten games. I think would be would be a good start. Ten, I thought that's not enough. Uh, Dunk Kong six four. No, you can't. It's rare. Nah, nah. Nintendo owns the rights to the game. Rare owns the rights to. Is it the three D models? I believe. You can't release it then. It's a three. That's the. That's... No, they can't own the rights to three D because when Retro did well, the no, new no, Donkey no. Kongs, yeah, Rare they, made, used the yeah. The no, 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 no. they used the same models as they used the same models as the old Donkey. Rare made Rare Donkey ones. Kong and SNES, but that still came out on the SNES Mini. Did it? Yeah, Rare made the suit. Uh, no, Donkey Kong. I just for some reason I didn't remember Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong being on the. On the, is on the SNES Mini. Is Donkey Kong Country on the SNES Mini? Pretty sure it is. Give me one sec. I don't. I don't remember. I somehow don't remember it. I don't, yeah. Give me one sec. I stared down the back of the box a fair amount. I mean, that'd be cool if it was, but then even then, like, like Donkey Kong 64 is get... not the best platformer, man. Banjo. No, not Mario. Banjo, you can't do. No. No, you can't. Conkers, you can't do. You either. should be able to have Goldeneye. But they're saying you that can't. Activision has the right yeah. to end. Yeah, can't like, Goldeneye. Like, Goldeneye is even more of a fucking mm. quagmire of rights. Yeah, that's true. Uh, F-Zero. Yeah. F-Zero. Yeah. 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 F-Zero X is a great yeah. game, yeah. Um, Donkey Kong is on the SNES Mini. Okay. Donkey Kong Country. All right, oh, we, All right, we will add in Donkey Kong 64, though I don't believe yeah, it is the strongest. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait. If they can have thing, can I can I have Diddy Kong racing? In fact, is it no, redundant? Diddy have... Kong, man. Why can't they do Diddy Kong? Because Diddy Kong's got rare characters in it. Yeah, but so did it's Donkey Kong Country. It's got Conquer in it. It's got oh, like shit, yeah. Tito. Yeah, you could yeah. tweak it's it and remove it. Like... No, nah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't edit oh, it. Man, it's got banjo in it. All right, now fight back then. Well, we can only hope. Um, no, we've got nine. Need yeah. one more tree. Um, well, no, there's, there's plenty more. Um, Who said F Zero X? Said that. Yeah. Uh, Smash Brothers. Yeah. Malay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah not Malay. Like no, 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 Smash Brothers Six Four. Yeah. So that's ten. Yeah. Yoshi Six Four. Yoshi Island Six Four. Yoshi Island. Nah, nah. That's not a good game. A, I don't even remember that. Kirby Sixty Four. No. What's wrong with Kirby's? Not good. They're, they're dry. It was alright. It's nowhere near as good as Kirby's Fun Pack, which is on the SNES, so no. Um, there's also a few games that were released in um, Japan, which they could bring over as well. But if you're reaching for, like, <laughs> Japan <laughs> games <laughs> when you're Japan 10 games in, man, really. like... But then saying that, it only needs what? How many games does it need? I mean, 25. Is I mean, how, big are these, how big would these ROMs be? I mean, they'll be tight with like 25 on the SNES when you know you can fit way more no, yeah. than 25 exactly, on the yeah. SNES, right? Exactly, so, on exactly. an N64 Mini, I reckon 15 would be a push. Yeah, I guess they would have to double the storage inside it. They can, uh, we know they can double the storage inside it. No, but it. that increases the cost. I mean, I, and you know I would they'll say, do that anyway. I would say more than half of the nostalgia related to the N64 is fucking, it's, it's rare. It's rare games, man. Like yeah, no Golden Eye is a real is a real sting. Yeah, yeah. Golden, in the yeah I like, can't see Golden Eye happening. There's too many too many people involved. Yeah, too, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. There's like you think right, like it'd be like imagine if there's some kind of weird licensing shenanigans and Sony released a PlayStation One Mini that had no Crash Bandicoot. Like everyone'd be like, what the fuck is this? That's what uh, N64 Mini without something like Golden Eye would feel like. Mm. Yeah, even though obviously Mario is always going to be like one of the most known titles, no Goldeneye is like okay. What what's like no Wipeout and no Crash Bandicoot on the PS One. Right. Like, that's what it feels like. What do you think the chances are of Nintendo making a deal with Microsoft in regards to Rare? Microsoft and I Activision think, and Rare. I think the chances me. are pretty rare. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Uh, we still go home. It? We did it, boys. I did, did it. it. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, you know, okay. You're going to really struggle. That would be the biggest surprise with uh, an N64 mini classic. If they were to pull that out of the hat, I'd be... If they did that, oh, then did it that. would no, no, like, no, game over, man. Not, like, not, not GoldenEye. Fucking... GoldenEye's not going to happen. There's no way that can happen. Yeah, but the other rare catalogue stuff. Like, yeah, like the thing is, you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't put Conquer on it. No, but... You can't. If Nintendo were to make a, a deal with Rare, and to be honest... Nah, they wouldn't put Conquer on it anyway. Well, yeah, Microsoft, they're not going to put an 18, so... Yeah, exactly. Microsoft right. can't... Oh, wait, no. They released Conquer on... Um, was it Conquer or Banjo-Kazooie they released on the Rare Classics? Which one uh, was it? It was Conquer. It was Conquer, yeah. yeah. So Banjo wasn't released? No. Mm. You could you could do Banjo, you could do Banjo-Tooie. You you could not do Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Like, That's fine. I don't think Conquer's Bad Fur Day needed to be... If you if you got Banjo 1, who gives a fuck about that Conquer? Like, it's, it's got that place. Yeah. yeah but... Yeah. It, it's Diddy Kong Racing would be great. It's a fantastic game. But it's almost redundant. You've got Mario Kart my, and Diddy Kong. So. My fear is we end up with stuff like Pod Racer. Pod Dude, man, that, that has Pod like Racer. the best graphics on the N64, man. Oh, Clay Fighter 64. Oh, hell no. That Fuck that. That's a garbage game, dude. No, nah, a lot of people like that. No, a lot dude, of people like that. hot garbage. I'll take Mace the Dark Age over bloody... <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? Any day of the week. I'll take Fighters History over bloody... Wow. Levels... Hello. Would a you wild, look a, at a, this? A, gym appears. a new warrior has entered the ring. Are you finished? No, we're not. Okay. Do you want to join? I do want to join. Hi, Jim. Oh, welcome to the Nerd Words. Hello, thank you. Uh, we are currently at the end of the news. Um, so we're pretty no. far in. Um, however, we are we we have somehow got on to the <laughs> no. fact that there is going to be yes. an N64 Mini being yes. released. Okay, so that's confirmed. That's been confirmed just no. now, wasn't it? No, something like Nintendo confirmed. have uh, copyrighted oh, Nintendo 64 Mini. Right. So it's coming. But that doesn't mean no, no. That doesn't necessarily mean it's coming. They've also copyrighted Game Boy Mini. Um, yes, as well. Game Boy Mini? Oh, yeah. Game Boy's already tiny. It's going to be like this. No, 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 no. Imagine an actual one-to-one replica of a Game Boy Pocket color, maybe, but then preloaded with ROMs. But it looks like the original Game Boy. Yeah, well. so you got the original screen, original right. aesthetics, but it's all downloaded onto it. Yeah. Somehow that doesn't sound better than just having the Game Boy in the way that these others do sound more appealing. I can't remember. Well, imagine well, if the screen just had better quality. Here's here. what we got onto. So oh, we, yeah. we were discussing quality. N64 and no. me and Nick were like, <laughs> that, that, that's not going to happen. What do you put on it? For shits and giggles. So Chewy, like, because we, we were saying you've got to at least get, you know, like 15, 20 games on this thing, right? <laughs> Excuse <laughs> oh, me. Shit, so All right. All right. So uh, what do you put on it? I've got to be careful here to not overlap with this week's featured discussion. But right, okay. Fair oh, enough. okay. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. Both of them. Yeah, I feel like I had this conversation with somebody last week. We were mooting the same. Possibly. Region, but yeah, we were concerned about And yeah, um, well, there's, like, I mean, there's so many clear, obvious titles for the NTS4. Right. It's like quite a good bunch. I Go for them. like 10 or 12. But then that's it, though. Them. Go for And them. then there's a lot of cool, niche stuff that people probably have played. I want to hear what, what your cool titles are that go on to this N64 Mini. Cool titles. Well, well the, the core, the your, core your, titles, your, yeah. Your, your ones that you want. Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64. Yep. Light Goldeneye. 
Nope. Golden eyes in a quagmire of. Um, yeah, I'm sure that so doesn't make it onto the system. I bet you're right, but you know that's what it should be. Like. But this um, is what we're discussing. What can go? What, what can actually it make well. it onto the system? Donkey Kong 64. Nope. nope. Yeah, no, it can. It can. I'm, I'm telling you, Why it can. Why do you think that It's rare. It's rare made it, but Nintendo owns it. Donkey Kong Country was on this. Yeah. Well, yeah, this it. was Chewie's point, but we're not sure. No, no, yeah, 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 right. Okay, okay. okay. Don't we'll allow it. People, we'll allow it. Point Nintendo games on there. I mean, Contra and stuff was on last week. Yeah, yeah, true. That, that's cool. But carry on. Right, where am I up to? Uh, Donkey Kong '64. Okay, cool. Uh, Rock Squadron. Uh, Gogo Troublemakers. But really, yeah, Re- like. Wait, I'm trying that's to remember a, which that's one. That's a 2D Trump treasure is. game that everybody loved at the time. It's like a scroll. It's a yeah, 2D platformer made by Treasure. You mean Mischief Makers? Okay, mm-hmm. my name. Shake Shake. Yeah, Marina yeah. Robot. Yeah, that yeah. is a quality game. Yeah. I actually forgot about that. Good yeah, pick. Well. Good pick. I actually physically have that. So yeah. Um, Wave Race 64. Yeah. 1080. Yeah. I'm on 10 already. What did I say? 10 or 12? Solid. We well, about... I mean, there's 25 games yeah. on. I got well, to about... not gonna... I said I got to those limitations are not going to be. We can easily we can easily ramp up to 15 with the other extra games, but we got to about 12. Conquer. You've you already said a few. Conquer is unlikely to be on there, but I bet. <laughs> Conquer wouldn't be on it just because age and because yeah, Microsoft age. blatantly. Um, yeah, I'm not convinced by this, like, nothing rare will get on there. Smash when... Brothers. No, just like it's just like like Goldeneye, for example. There's too many people. Yeah, Goldeneye won't happen. Smash Brothers, yes. Yeah. Smash Brothers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pep Mario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Fire's Destiny. <laughs> oh, Reach <laughs> had to reach. Well, I no, see, I'm no, saying I'm still saying, but it's the only fighting game. I'm still saying Nice Dark Age, but wouldn't get make it oh, yeah, as an age. Age. It's got fatalities and stuff. Yeah. But the thing, these are all our favorite games. You know, Nintendo can still put no, a big chunk of my favorite games. So, so games. Nintendo can still put games on the, the Snowball Kids. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, had that. Yeah, yeah. so that's fifteen. Ah, so that's ninety-eight. Oh, can't, can't, it's such a classic. Though. But the, know, that's but the it's, thing. Yeah, right. It's, it's same with the SNES Mini though. There's a few games on there that were just kind of games that you would never play back in the day. Anyway. No, I can't. Which, which game on the SNES Mini or games that you just kind of never played on the thing? There's man. quite a few that I put. Every game played. I looked on the fact, I was like, God damn. Every one of these is like on Yeah, point. pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's a solid lineup. Yeah, there's nothing... There's no... There was barely any fat there's, on that list. There's a bit of bacon, there, but... It was crisp all the way. Only thing it didn't have was Plock. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a fantastic game. Uh, I'll take it on this. You need to play that game, man. Come on. What would you say is is not Street Fighter 2 Turbo? Get the fuck out of here. Get out of this room. But anyway, anyway. uh, Blast Core, Body Harvest. Oh, Blast Core. Jet Force Gemini. Rare, rare. No, Body Harvest is... No, Blast um, Blast Corpse is rare. But yeah. no, it's Nintendo owns it, though. Yeah, they should. Why are you so convinced, Red? I just I can't see it happening, man. But you could see Donkey Kong Country on the previous one. I don't get it. I don't get your argument. The Golden Knight Body Harvest is a throwback, but Body Harvest is the hardest game ever. His, yeah, his, yeah. yeah. here's, here's the thing. I think Donkey Kong 64 was allowed because, as Chewie says, Nintendo owns Donkey Kong. Yeah. They don't own Banjo-Kazooie. They don't own Conker. They don't own Blast Corps. They don't own uh, Jet Force Gemini. Like They don't own any of this stuff. Like It's owned by Rare, which is now owned by Microsoft. And I don't think... The only games that can't do on there. is Conker and Banjo games. That's it. That's the only one. I think I could do Jet Force Gemini. Can't do Jet Force Gemini. Why not? 
Can't okay. do Diddy. Can't it's do Diddy. It's their IP. Have Rare ever made a another Jeff or Jim Lana? Have they ever renewed the? No idea. Can't can't do like. Why can't they do Jeff? Can't do can't do because it's owned by Rare. Yeah, they can't. They can't do Killer Instinct. Send it because Microsoft owns that now. Yeah, but Killer Instinct um, two on the N six was a bit. But they know. certainly can't do that because they've been emulated onto the collector's edition of Killer Instinct. So yeah, um, I guess I mean, you might be right, but, but well. I think it's also just feasible that Microsoft. I hope I'm not. Up. Like I'm, you know, oh, yeah, they probably don't have this iron fist attitude about it. Rare probably would want to have the stuff on there if this thing exists. Microsoft would probably be like, go for it. You know? Yeah, I, I think Microsoft might be actually leaning with it as long as they yeah, get a little cut, a little share from it. I can't it. see why they wouldn't want it. Because the thing is, with Rare for Microsoft, it hasn't been the greatest thing for them. Like, they locked them up in a dungeon and not done anything. It's not like sequels to all these great franchises are sat in the wings waiting to come out, you know? It's like there is not going to be a Jeff Force Gemini 2 popping out on Xbox One in a minute. No matter what games... Maybe they'll do a pull of Fox just before it expires. No matter what games you stick on the N64 Mini, it's going to sell out like crazy. And if Microsoft can get a little cut from that... Are people as nostalgic for the N64? it won't be as boomy as the SNES has been. I don't know, man. Like, N64 was quite... Big deal in terms of but like it's retro. It's, came, it's my first console, and it's probably it came my most loved console. But the things it clashed with PS One, so it's that funny yeah. generation. It's a bit niche. It's when Nintendo started to be a bit niche and stopped being, you know, it's when they lost the market lead, basically, isn't it? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. What I want to do is I want to jump back, and I mean, I can't, I can't edit you in at this point in terms of like throughout the rest of what we've been talking about. Yeah, you can just use a computer. I'll do all the. Vowel sounds now, right? Okay, go on. Ah, e, ah, o, a, o, and then all the consonants. E, tick, book, and then you can just, you got enough there. Jim's to having a stroke, guys. The time, <laughs> the time has come. You can just recreate any words I would have said. Be not allowed to your supercomputer. Right, my supercomputer. Um, I, I do want to talk to you about Blade Runner because Chewie and I have seen it. We love it. I know you've been to see it. I'm not sure if you love it, but I want to hear your opinion on it. Nick's not seen it. Don't care. But doesn't give a fuck about spoilers. Don't never care. gives a fuck about spoilers because yeah. he's Nick. Yeah. Um, so you went to see it Friday? Thursday. Thursday. And where yeah. did you see it? I saw it in Quad in Derby, which is our nice little uh, house local. Right. Okay. Okay. That's kind of different then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and how did you find it? Uh, I've got very mixed feelings about it. Right. A few things I really liked about it, a few okay. things I really didn't like about it. I think overall the things I don't like about it outweighed the things I do like about it to the extent that I okay. came out just yeah, I think I don't like it. Right. Overall. So let's 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 delve deeper into let's get the what you do like out out of the way first. Right. Because if that's if, if the bad is outweighing the good, let's get the good out of the way first. Uh the cinematography was amazing. It's Roger Deacons. The score it? was about right. Yeah, I mean the score wasn't. I mean, it, it got the it got the tone right, you know. And then just yeah, the, the pacing and atmosphere was right. It was mm. it felt like what I wanted. You know, it was steady and slow, considered, and just had this yeah. The, the mood felt right. Felt like the right kind of. Ooh, ooh. That was the sound of Jim peeling his skin off. <laughs> uh, carry on. Um, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> All his hard work undone. Uh, You're making it worse. What are you doing? There you go. <laughs> the hard way. Right. So I liked all that stuff. Okay. Um, 
I was slightly disappointed by the um, design, just by the right. visual kind of production of it. In that, it like the first film was so, and it's, it's probably hard to see now, but it was at the time so unique. It was such a yeah. It, it was, was the first thing to look like what it looked like. Yeah. And then tons of stuff looked like it for the next 15, 20 years. So, but it it looked completely original. Mm. This doesn't. It's like there are some kind of generic sci-fi environments and just objects and just it, every now and again I see you know it's like I, f- I feel like that's difficult for them to, <clears throat> yeah, that's to avoid man like it's the same world and they did I thought they did some interesting things with you know like it was it was a much more stark movie um, well they expanded it into different geographical areas yeah. and by doing that I think they've diluted the world because right. the the city areas still felt great and felt like Blade mm. Runner, you know. Um, but they weren't just yeah, it didn't feel original enough. Those stuff, you know, you, you see a postmortem happening, and it's like, well, yeah, those those big robots look like Glados. They just look like standard big white robot round robot things. You know, right. it's like that's what robots look like in sci-fi these days. Um, yeah. That's how being a victim of your own success, though. It's like... Well, it isn't, isn't You know, I mean, they didn't need to go back and go, go we're going to make another Blade Runner. If you're going to do, then you've got to, like, step up and be visually stunning. And I, it was I, I felt it It really stepped up. I, I genuinely found this a very, like... I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, Roger Deakins. Like, I mean, I, he can't put a foot wrong, frankly, Well, um, in what he does. The um, way everything was shot was, yeah, incredible. But what but I also think wasn't. Like, the... The... the I liked the contrast between that grubby, you know, Blade Runner world, and then, you know, there's this barren expanse outside where everything's just gone wrong, and like the city's almost become sort of surrounded by that, and it's like you know the city's this huddled mass of just energy and humanity and stuff, and then outside you've just got it's all fucked, like everything is fucked. Um, I kind of like that contrast between the two, personally. Um, but carry on. Okay. Um, plot-wise, it's a very straight film. By the end of the film, you know exactly what's happened. One of the great strengths of Blade Runner is that's not true with Blade Runner, and it's not true after ten viewings. There's good ambiguity. Like you can do good ambiguity and bad ambiguity. Bad ambiguity is the way Jared Leto talks in this film, right? <clears throat> Where everything he says is just like, he just talks in riddles and it's basically a lot of shit. That's bad ambiguity. Blade Good Runner. ambiguity. The original Blade like, Runner had some of that. Um, not the same way. I mean, so yeah, both films are sort of episodic in some sense, like the way detective films work. You're going around meeting different people and each person you meet is a character in a film. I felt like Ryan Gosling was an actual detective in this. Like, Harrison Ford's not a detective in Blade Runner, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, he doesn't yeah. do any detective work. That's not, he does, but you, Barely, like, apart uh, from him saying, enhance. Enhance. Yeah, so as a sequence of like interesting characters, this was nowhere near the original, because a lot of these characters weren't that interesting. They mm. were sort of badly drawn. They were... pretty racist in some places. Oh, really? How so? African guy who keeps talking about goats. Like, come on, what are you doing with that? Was, that just, that just felt. He was getting his little 
wouldn't oh, have checked out. And the guy, the guy from um, I'm the captain now. Yeah. Him. Oh, yeah. they got that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, that black guy, Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips. Yeah, right. Yeah, I didn't yeah. recognize him, but yeah, yeah. Um, okay. It just kind of like you know, why give him that dialogue? It felt a bit like. Regressive. Oh, I can't remember the dialogue, I mean, so... He just kept talking about, hey, you could, with the money you get from this little wooden horse, you, because it's real wood, you could buy a goat. Do you want a goat? And it just kept, just kept harking on this goat. And it just kind of felt like... It just felt a bit clunky. Um, okay. Hmm. So, yeah, it just... There was nobody as compelling as J.F. Sebastian or, or Roy Batty. Or, you know, these... And, and Tyrell himself is interesting and sets out his philosophy pretty well in the dialogue of the first film and mm. just in a way that Wallace just doesn't in this film. You know? It's like he is pretty vague about what he wants. He can work out what he wants and it's pretty mundane. It's like that, you know? mm. So um, the other thing I didn't like plot-wise is it's a fucking Jesus baby film. It's a golden child film. You know? It's like that's hackneyed to death. Like, it's just terrible. You know, like <laughs> Here's our potential saviour, Luke. Robot baby, the first ever robot baby. What an amazing, wonderful, world-changing event. It's like, well, right, that was the plot of Waterworld and everybody fucking hated Waterworld and you're just doing it again. It's like, that's not a good... I wouldn't compare this movie to Waterworld. And that's like, harsh. And what also, the problem with that as well is it's like, hey, you know those two characters from the first film? Those, like, just these couple of characters. Well, it turns out they're central to the future of the world. It's like, because they're the parents of this future major baby. It's like... It just undermines things, you know? It's like, it doesn't need yeah. to be like, hey, that's little story. It's actually the most important story in the world. So like, it just feels clunky. <laughs> I don't like that stuff. And I don't like Jesus baby stories ever because they're boring. Okay. Um, so you yeah. didn't like the twist of it, though? Not particularly. No. I thought it was quite I can good. See, I mean, a good twist. I mean, I can see the theme of, you know, hey, the main character in this story isn't actually the main character in this story. Is, yeah. I mean, it's done better in The Big Lebowski, to be honest. You know? <laughs> like, that's that story done right. But yeah, it's, it's all right. It's okay. Um, what about... Um, are, we going, are we moving on to treatment of female characters? Well, I was going to say, what about the <laughs> relationship with uh, is Joy, I think it yes. is? It's weird. It didn't feel at all integrated with the rest of the story. It felt like it was its own I don't, side. I think, I think it's supposed to be... I mean, in, in the first Blade Runner, like the actual relationship of, of Rachel and Decker is you know because at this point you haven't got Ridley Scott saying oh he's a replica and, yeah. you know so it's supposed to be like a bit taboo like you know can this be can this be a real thing you know this relationship and love between somebody that's you know possibly human and possibly you know android and not you know not technically alive I think I think that relationship is supposed to be a similar exploration of well can this be the next step from that sort of thing? Like, is that, the, you know, I think... Yeah, but the difference is, in the original Blade Runner, that progression is... I mean, that's... Harrison Ford's plot arc, well, character arc in the original film, is going from somebody who just fucking hates replicants to somebody who resents the fact that he fancied a replicant, mm. gets a bit rapey with a replicant, to say the least. I mean, you know, I shouldn't <laughs> even say gets a bit rapey because it's a fucking horrible scene. Yeah, um, it is. And it's not good. <laughs> and I guess yeah. So the outcome is him battling with his attraction to 
no, a species he hates or whatever it is. So yeah, I thought you can say Batman with his boner. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, We've all been there, gents. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, and so he gradually becomes. He feels more and more ambivalent about the fact that he's, mm. his job is to kill these things. Yeah. So that's you know that's the story of Blade Runner, basically, isn't it? And the artificial intelligence girlfriend in this one doesn't connect with the main character in that kind of way at all. It's like it doesn't have that. It's not integral to his character development. No, I don't think it is. Um, I, I think well, I, I mean, you say it's not integral to his development. I think I, I feel like it's a part of him. Um, you know, he's essentially learned to love sort of thing um and i i liked it i like i liked that it was an exploration i mean we we spoke about i think alex we spoke about it being similar to you know the the film her that exploration of you know like what what is artificial intelligence sort of thing and what can it become and i liked that side of it and i thought i honestly thought that scene with the prostitute and her is just one of the trippiest like most imaginative scenes i've it was I've really over long, long, long time. It was, it was it was a little bit long. It was over long, and it was so congratulatory because it was kind of like, <laughs> look how amazingly we are filming this. It's, this is really hard to film, well, and we're doing such a good we, job of it. We're going to keep showing you it. And it's like well, I get, fine, I get but, that, but we've we've been we've had that conversation before with other films where it's like I think we were talking about Dunkirk, and, and it was kind of like, yeah, it's grandstanding, but there's, there is a point where like you've done something so incredible that yeah, fucking take your plaudits. Like you can grandstand. That's amazing. And I think. What if we if I think it's it's too cynical of of us to sort of be like, oh well that's 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 really great that they've done that's amazing, but you don't have to keep showing it. Like why not? If it was amazing, like just well, it felt reveling it, you know? No, because it wasn't even all right. Because okay, technically it was clever. It didn't feel amazing to watch because it's still a uncomfortable scene. It is. Because... Yes, it is uncomfortable. But I I. I I still think it's a great scene. I think it's one of the most interesting scenes I've seen in, in a movie in in a very very long time. Um, I'm not saying it's a comfortable scene to watch, I, I'm, but it's it's very interesting, um, and the way they made it work. And I, and yeah, I, I I've not seen that's the thing. I've not seen something like that before. Yeah. Okay. I went into it and I was like, okay, I, I've never seen this. This is like, there's plenty of movies I go into and I, you know, you, you've seen it all before, but this is like, you go in and you're like, oh, holy shit, I've not seen that. Anything like that. Um, which is why I didn't mind it being a bit overly long and on an uncomfortable scene, I can agree. It's not, a, it's not great in terms of what's going on, but at the same time, I was kind of sat there just going, holy fuck, that's, that's smart. I've never seen that. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just like women in general in the original film are there either to get killed or be <laughs> sex robots, basically. I mean, that's all the female characters do in the original Blade Runner. And so I guess your argument is then, well, is that a feature of this universe or is that something that happened in a film that was made mm. in a more aggressive less, time? Yeah, Should we have got over time. by now? And this film clearly takes the, no, that's just what the universe is like, attitude. And so all his female characters, with the exception of his boss, who didn't feel like a strong female character because she I didn't like felt her like a gender swapped role. She felt like she'd been written male. Yeah, and I didn't just like cast her that female. Much. Didn't feel. Uh, I, I, mean, I don't know who the actress is either. I've seen her in something, but I don't um, think. No, I, I didn't have to park up about that thing. I mean, the, the whole written as male played. I mean, all right, it's, that's thing, not the strongest point to make because you're right. It's like this shouldn't actually be a problem. It's done 
Yeah, I, I feel like if someone needs to do a job, they need to do a job. I don't think you should <clears> genderize <throat> a job. If someone just needs to be stern in what they do, it's like a female commando. She just has to be like troops. She needs to do this. And blah, blah, blah. That's yeah, what I needed yeah. to do. I, I don't genderize and say no, she should do it in a feminine way. So that's why I just jumped That's in. fair. That's fair. I think. Um, um, but, but yeah, every other female character is subservient or yeah. is a death bot who's there to just <laughs> do deaths. Or, I mean, yeah, there's no realistic I think I think that's indicative of that world because of what the point in which that world is at like you know the world is falling apart I think you're sort of living in a dystopian future where you know it's grimy it's grungy it's there's prostitution and stuff like that and I think I think that prostitution exists because like it is so grimy and grungy and people are doing stuff to survive and unfortunately you know people fall back on base needs and stuff at that point I think that's why it's a part of that that world um it's not nice not not saying it's nice but I think yeah I think it's possibly they've chosen that route because of the world is collapsing essentially and People are just wanting to survive and so falling back on more base natures, maybe. That's my view on it anyway, but you know, I mean. Yeah, I kind of. Uh, I kind of see what you mean. But I mean, could you say you can judge the stability of a world by how it treats women? And are you ever in a situation where you see a world that's marketed as being stable but treats women badly? Or you see a world that is marketed as not of being completely chaotic and the way women are treated are indicative of how chaotic that world is? Because if you have a world that's marketed as stable but treats women terribly, then that really sends a bad picture. If you're saying in a stable society, women will be treated badly. But in a chaotic society, all bets are off at that point, I think. So yeah, I see your point in the sense that did we really need a movie that treated women in a particular way? But then is the treatment of women indicative of a stable world? No. So this is this is not the model you yeah. want any world to follow. This is the, the end path of a very unstable, chaotic world. It's, it's very much the end path of the, like, I mean, it's at the point where like shit's fucked <laughs> like um well, I, see, what, I see your point Jeff, what, but... what did you think of um i was really surprised by uh is it dave batista yeah oh really what yeah <laughs> hey um, no he's putting in work so what are you surprised by him? I, uh, I, mean, he's, I, I he's I, great I, in everything i've ever seen him so oh, guardians 2 I need, it I've, I've only wild. seen all right it was reeled back a little bit i've only yeah, seen him in, uh... that's not him playing the role back <laughs> yeah yeah it's true it's I've, only, I've only seen him in those films the gardens of the galaxy films and he's playing a humorous over-the-top character yeah, yeah. that's a wrestler essentially yeah, yeah. um in this like i thought he had some some decent acting chops on him um, great. Yeah. yeah i was quite surprised for a wrestler is he yeah yeah right yeah he's a, yeah have originally a wrestler. Seen, he's good as a rock have you seen his pre 2049 clip no, 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 bit, no really good he's acting he's the writing acting of that clip is really great and it gives so much like background for that character yeah. as well which is really really cool but yeah. i recommend watching uh, those. i need to watch those just yeah. finish off the like the feminism aspect of it i mean yeah. it's, it's right. a difficult question right because it's what it reminds me of actually is it seems like i've got into Warhammer 40k just in time for the culture wars to get there. It's like oh, okay. that's kicking off at the moment. It's the whole like female players saying, "Look, we want representation," and there are no decent female minis. Like all these mm. armies that's are fair. male, and we'd like to just have some that are women, and that seems completely valid. Mm. And the hoary old hardcore dudes are like, "No, that would break the law." Um, is the, there a law that this is a dystopian that? future? 
the gene seed that you make space marines from can only be male um, and that's in the books that were written in the 80s and so we can't change it ever no. even though they introduce new armies all the time and all that kind of shit so, <laughs> yeah um, okay. and it's kind of interesting no it was getting to that point it's just yeah it's, yeah cool on that note yeah um that that's kind of kicking off at the moment um <laughs> but yeah so the the non-valid argument there i guess is well you know Sure, there's this, you know, a sexist environment, but it's because it's a dystopian future, so sexism fine. It's like, well, it's not, you know, because I know you, it, you can't then bleed from that into your external world. Of sure, you might say within this universe, okay, that is a sexist universe, but you're letting that bleed out into the the world of the players who are playing it. So the parallel for me is kind of, is it okay to say, well, I'm making a film about a dystopian future where women are treated like shit, and not actually because it doesn't really deal with that either. It just shows it. It's not like The Handmaid's Tale. It's not saying this is a a shit thing and it's fucked up and it shouldn't be happening. Mm, it just yeah. sort of says this is the way things are. And meanwhile, we're going to tell this other story about other stuff that's going on. Yeah, it's just that's, think, that's clunky. It doesn't feel right. I see what you mean, but I think right, there's sometimes where you have a movie with a moral message where it says this is a bad thing and we're telling you this is a bad thing and you know just to make sure that you know it's a bad thing. There's things where it's, it's kind of... They're trying to make it implied. They don't want to, they want to kind of wring your hand and be like, look, this is a bad thing, people. Like... I think sometimes they're just like you take it as what it is and it's a case of yeah. you with Blade Runner it's got bit of duality because it's not just that these women these are robots as well so it's a, what Android is about a replicants yeah? yeah that's an extra layer of thing because like if you're someone who hunts down humans and kills them that's the harsh thing even if they're criminals or they deserve a word but that's an immediate harsh thing and you strip the humanity out of that when you say, well, they're just robots or they're human, even if they're hyper-intelligent, even if they communicate yeah, human thing, you should be humanity at that. So maybe that is actually as well. You're just stripping the humanity out of this, out of the whole equation. Yeah. Because from what I know, I'm, I'm playing when it comes to Blade Runner, but from what I know, the, like the replicants are prostitutes that are just that replicants. There's no, like, these are replicant prostitutes, these are human prostitutes, and that that's a mix. It's like the humans seem to just go and do what they want to do, and the replicants are doing the shit stuff because they're replicants. Do you think human prostitutes charge more because they're real? It could be like, well, uh, yeah, it could be like, uh, Ghost in Shell did that. Yeah, right? Mildly did that kind of thing. It's like, how many, yeah, uh, so do real, you have any mods? No. Real females. But then poor people had no mods, and rich people had loads of mods. So, oh, that's true. Mm. Yeah. I mean, okay, because. No, no, I'm not trying to no, change your the aspect. Interesting, no, the interesting you. question there is kind of, um, you know, at what point does morality apply if you're dealing with synthetic humans, right? That's and that's sort of like. But that's what Blade Runner is asking, right? Well, definitely the first one does that well as well. I mean, and it, you know what? I honestly believe the first one does that well without meaning to. I think <laughs> the people who made the first Blade Runner made that awful rape scene and thought it was just a sexy sex scene. Because that's what so many 80s sex scenes are like. They're all just full of that horrible, coercive, aggressive sex. Just, mm. You get that in, like, fucking, I don't know, Ghostbusters or any old shit will have some of that hinted at, you know? It's just, that was the norm. I don't think Ridley Scott made that film thinking, right, now we're going to have an uncomfortable rape scene. I thought he was just, I think he just thought he was doing a sex scene, especially when he listened to the music. That's saxophone. Yeah, 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 this isn't saxophone during music, the rape. right? Jesus but, Christ. Man. Despite the fact that they didn't mean that to be what it is, <laughs> that scene still makes the film better because that scene is the one that gives you the question of, you know, I guess, do you argue it's not rape because she's not a human? Is is it not rape because is it possible for me to rape a washing machine? You know, is it the, do the robots question? dream and, of electric sheep? At what point does 
sentience become the point where you have to give it human rights? Does this unit have a soul? Do you ask for consent when you use a dildo? No, you don't. Well, how sensitive to your responses does that dildo need to become before you do need to Did ask you for have consent? Its consent? So all these questions are good, high questions that that scene ends up asking. I don't think it ever meant to be. By accident. But that's what yeah. makes that film pretty <laughs> sure. great. It's one yeah. of the things that makes that film great. Um, this doesn't do any of that depth. Mm. You know, it's... And it it just pre- presents these weak or subservient female characters or it presents um, one-dimensional female characters. Mm. And so it's sort of ambiguous in that sense. You could make a case for and against it. I think the thing that tips it to against is it also has just too much gratuitous nudity it just has too many just too many nipples in that film and the, <laughs> really? and they are it is a sexualized presentation of nudity in most of the instances and that's you know I that mean, kind of puts you on the wrong side of the didn't the original Blade Runner have a scene where he walks into like isn't there, isn't there a lady doing like a yeah, kind of yeah, funny yeah, dance with a snake and, and then yeah. he goes to the like back room to talk there to is, her and she's there like is, she's wearing the see-through jacket there is, I, again, that's I like, think this is that that's one of the things that isn't really okay about the original Blade Runner but it was made at a time where you, just, that's what films are like sounds, this should be better than that it sounds it's like not, the there's actually a lot more of it in this than there was in the first film it sounds like the new one like you said the new one is going because it's a sequel to the old one it's kind of like almost like the Star Wars problem because this is a sequel to a beloved original film. Bullet points. What did the original film have? It had this, 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 this. Yeah, okay, right, cool. Right. What's the new one got? Blah, 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 blah. The Star Wars issue. What yeah, did yeah, yeah. A New Hope have? All of this. Okay, what's um, episode seven going to have? All of the same you're stuff. You're right, you're right. Sorry. But it's, it's I'm not issue. trying to persuade your thing. You've got a valid point. The movies have to be careful about how they present the world. Even if they're trying to say that, well, look, this is fucked. They, they need to say that, look, Either this is the reason why this is how we reach this point and this is bad. We should, you know, try and avoid that in the future or like this, or just flesh it out with more the more fleshed out actual characters so people don't feel like the early representation of a woman or early representation of an ethnic minority is this one dimensional character or this victimized character. And just flesh I, it out I mean I, I think the, I, I think the nudity in it is sort of going back to what I was saying earlier, it's indicative of what where this world is at, how you know how women are represented in it is not good, and I think that is part of this world. I mean, there's I, I think I know the scene you're on about like the huge holographic joy that sees him, yeah, completely naked, right? Like walking through the streets, like huge, like you know, like you saw the holograms in Ghost in the Shell when yeah. we went to see that, right? Like that level of like huge holographic, yeah, completely naked, and it's the she joy. Was she? Yeah, oh, I right, showed her yeah. crotch and she was wearing pants. Well, she's so, completely topless. Hmm. And I think that's indicative of how poorly this, how how bad this world has become. Bit where, you know, women, it, she's, you know, this naked girl is parading through the streets. And it's, you know, it's an advert. But it's an advert for a replicant. No, it's an advert for, for her. For, for, as an AI. She's a few, as AI. AI. Yeah. She, she is essentially... A computer program. She is what you want her to be, essentially. And that's the selling okay, point yeah, of yeah. joy. And She also does then eventually get refrigerated, right? She ends up being girlfriend who is killed to motivate lead character, which is something else that, you know... But I found that, I found that tragic. Very keen on kicking out the door because it's bullshit. Um, it's it's another tired trope, which isn't okay and has been going on too long. And that it is, is it stuff. is a trope, but I found it really really 
sad. And I don't mean sad in like, oh, it made me upset and made me want to cry. I meant, I mean it in the way that this guy is like, he's not going to be around for long. He's got nothing else in his life apart from going to work. And he comes home and he, this hologram, you know, is doing like the 1950s housewife thing. He's got nothing else going on. And, but he's, the one thing he's grasping to is he's fallen in love with this thing that is not real and to us we would look at him and be like well he's not really real you know mate is he i don't know he's not really real and i think it's again it's that question of well is she real well she's just been snuffed out of existence and she's important to him and that's what makes it her important that's what the like you know he's clearly in love with her but she is snuffed out of existence she lives in essentially a pen drive you know and yeah. I think should have kept the backup <laughs> well that's another thing just in terms of plot technicality as well I've got a few niggles so that's one okay. is like um, yeah to the point where she's like download me into this USB stick yeah the reasoning is if you leave me here in the apartment then when the people from Wallace get here they're gonna have access to all my memories they'll know all your backstory or whatever it is, yeah. right are we meant to believe that she's an offline AI? That she's basically Siri, advanced, but not online. So Wallace, the company that made her, can't already soak up all that stuff. Because that's what the plot says. That says that as long as they don't come to the apartment, they can't download her memories, right? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense because presumably one of her functions is tell you the news and all the shit that Siri does already. But man. would they know they just... that the one that is now in his thing is the one that was in his apartment like perhaps she's you know I just feel like they would you know they're this like evil controlling company who have got the fingers in all these pies I, you're not going to have the kind of stuff and not be it's not know. something we'll ever know but it's just a, it's just a niggle right <laughs> okay. but they just meant like because it felt like that was a a MacGuffin reason to put her in a pen stick and make her vulnerable that's you know that's it felt like a a shit justification for having that peril built in I think I, I think it makes him more vulnerable. Oh, sorry, I just spy. <laughs> yeah, when I said P for plot, a bit of a bit of spittle hit you on the belly. I'm sorry. That's, that's fine. <laughs> I've got the big belly. Also, um, yeah. The thing I didn't like plot-wise was uh, when things came to an ending. Um, oh, hold on, let me get this straight in my head. Okay. Uh, Scene. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Harrison Ford's going to be tortured. They're going to get the information out of him. Mm -hmm. So, Kay gets sent to kill him. There's a scene where he nearly dies. Kay rescues him at the last minute. Yeah. Harrison Ford says, why did you like? You would have been better off letting me die. And he says, no, it's cool. You are dead. We'll just let them think that you died there. Right, okay. Except this guy has, again, infinite resource. And he's going to, what, dredge up this empty spaceship thing that's crashed to the bottom of the sea, find it, no bodies, and go... Oh, he's probably dead anyway. Let's forget about it. We're not going to get the information. I mean, it was a storm. It's just not going to work. It's a big storm yeah, as well. I don't, I don't buy it. You know, it just didn't quite gel. It didn't feel like a good enough reason to be... Okay, actually, now Harrison Ford is fine and free. and can go and do what he wants. And he can go straight into the first place anyone's going to look for him. Or, you know, or into a very obvious place, at least. Because it just it, it felt clunky. Well, how, did you, how do you find Harrison Ford in this? Um, you were saying he doesn't play himself for the first time ever. That's what you said. I was saying that he. I think you've. Not... I, d I don't. I don't believe he is a. 
I think, yeah, he, he does play very similar versions yeah. of himself in other movies. And that's fine. Because, like I said, man, some of those movies, fuck, they're good movies, man. I think if you see Harrison Ford being himself these days, he's just a cantankerous old shit, and he was being himself in this film. Honestly, <laughs> that was what he's like these days. He was less himself in episode seven, where he was playing his younger self. Right. Whereas in this, he's just he's just himself. That's what he's like now. Just I, I grumpy know, shit. I like... I, <laughs> the, the scene in which Rachel is brought back, like, I thought, like, oh, cool. Like, he... Like, this is a great scene. You know, like... Yeah. He's he's doing well. He's doing some good stuff. Mm. <laughs> um, is there anything else about it? That... I don't know. I've seen a lot of probably is, but I feel like I've covered no, the whole But, you know, at the end, I didn't hate it. I liked it pretty well for a reason side of it. Despite its problems, mm. there were still things I liked about it, and I probably liked it as much as I liked X Machina. You know? Mm. It was a it ends up being a, a generally fairly good with caveats sci fi movie. Okay. But but it's not Blade Runner, because Blade Runner is a great sci fi movie. Okay. And like I said, not because of the people who made it. I like to exit my canal to a point. well, what were you gonna say, True? Because you looked like you were gonna say something. I was going to ask you a question about Blade Runner 2049. Okay, yeah. go for it. But Nick's already, asked, Nick's already started talking about X-Machine. No, 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 no that's, that's, that's my point. Go for no, it. Go for it, because we've got to wrap up. Man. I'm running it two hours, ten minutes at the minute. Oof. Deckard, replicant yeah. or human? <laughs> the right. ultimate oh, question. That was the shit thing in the new film, right? Because it's almost like they wrote the script, and then later on someone went, Wait a minute, you're not meant to actually say he's a replicant, so let's put an extra bit in. Like, because, oh, so, so yeah, Jared Leto's saying, did not occur to you that you might have been programmed to find Rachel attractive in the first place? Oh, or maybe you weren't programmed, but oh, who knows? <laughs> oh, what? That's honestly what it feels like. Yeah, there, there were little bits where it just felt like they had to, like, change the script. And just, yeah. They, 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 like, it felt like the way some conversations were going, they were going to go into it, but then they just. Philip K. Dick himself said that if you make the head the replicant, it fucks the whole story up. Well, the problem is, yeah. Well, even if you make him a human, Ridley it Scott. the whole story <laughs> as well. Because, I mean, there's a bit of text at the beginning, I think, that implies that there are now replicants that can age. But yeah. it doesn't really explain that. And you don't see any other evidence of old replicants, do you? Well, oh, I guess, actually, no, the, yeah, Batista. Batista is yeah. one, isn't it? Um, but yeah, so that kind of felt, I don't know, it just felt clear. Uh, I still think, I think it's more ambiguous in this movie than the Ridley Scott, like, final cut, like, as to what he actually is. Which is fine by me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not really <laughs> ambiguous in the original, is it? The, the unicorn gives it away. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what's great about the last two seconds of the original film. It's like, that's him realising and going fuck and just slamming the door and not knowing what to do about it. You know, it's like but in, but in the original that, but... cut, there is no unicorn. Well, in the original cut, there's also an awful happy ending the... voice on there. <laughs> yeah. That's not the right one either. No, no. There is a there is a version that doesn't have the voiceover and also doesn't have the unicorn scene. Yeah, isn't that the thingy edition? It's like a word print or something, isn't it? That's yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's one that never got released. No, the ideal they, they, version they, is they, one that nobody ever saw. They put it on that um, collector's yeah, it's on there, yeah, yeah, because there's four versions of it. Five, I think. Is it five? Yeah. It's five, yeah. And each one comes on its own DVD. <laughs> yeah, sod that. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right then, let's uh, move it on. I was going to ask, and I want to do this fucking quick at this point. Oh, um, what's it talking about this? Feature presentation. Oh. So, um, 
what is the greatest racing game of all time and why? Uh, the reason I put it was because we were talking about some stuff last week that got me all nostalgic. So, Jim, seeing as you've not featured just, that I've much. I've just talked for non-stop. That's right, yeah, but yes, I want no, more Jim in the podcast. Roll. Um, roll. All right, there are clear, distinct subgenres of racing, so it's hard to pick one without specifying which subgenre you use. You know, there's like, okay, because there's simulations, there's arcade racers, there's They're all kart, racers. fun kart racers. They're all racers. And then there's like this other world of sort of niche different things. The best racing game of all time is Wave Race 64. <laughs> We're getting high five. <laughs> There's some some co- color tugging going yeah, on. It's uh, GameCube Wave what? Race. No, what? Oh, what? GameCube Wave Race. Well, GameCube Wave Race was a massive disappointment, I but it might be my it. fault. I love this. What? Well, you made it? <laughs> <laughs> I played the original Wave Race non-stop for like however many years. I just didn't stop loving it. So, what was it about it that? Uh, yeah. It was the realistic water physics. It really right, does okay. still, I think, stand up as well as any game. Yeah, it, yeah, it just felt like you were actually fighting against waves, yeah. real waves, mm, and okay. it was so great in that sense and felt so organic that yeah, you couldn't get bored of it. It did kind of feel like every race was kind of different. You yeah. couldn't quite master it, but I put so much time into time trials. I was like, I was like, you know, like N64 magazine, the official magazine would be like publishing time trial times and I was like yeah I was top three level in the country kind of nice. thing I wasn't sending wow. me photographs in because I was like I'm not taking that Polaroid of me telly or whatever shit we have to use it. <laughs> yeah you have to like go to Boots with your film and say here's a picture of me telly can I send it to this magazine but, it's like, uh, <laughs> so I, never, but I was like I was that good with where it's like wow. so by the time the GameCube one came out I literally clocked it in a single night and just felt oh shit I was looking forward to this and it's just, I, I, but maybe it's because I was too good at it I enjoyed the multiplayer on the GameCube Wave Race I uh, never played it didn't live with people who cared about it playing friends on it really good really good fun fair enough so, th- so that was your favourite as well then the GameCube uh, not, not uh, racing no as Jim said there's so many uh, so, so many what's your favourite you the, of racing there is but they are all racers but so it's the best racing game of all time I'm with you so for me for racing, free takedown. racing sim games don't even count for racing games for me. I, well, yeah, yeah. For me, it's always arcade racing games. Okay. Simulator like, games just don't. Like man, they're all racing. Like local driving games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is a racing game or a sports game? It's a racing game. It's like 1080 degree snowballing. Is racing a sport? 1080, I wouldn't argue, is a racing game. It is the same way. Um, no, ultimately, you know what? You start off on a line with other people. You're yeah. all trying to get to the finish first. That's a race. You can't deny that's a racing game. Interesting. All right. All right. Um, I'm with Jim. Burnout Three Takedown. Um, the first time I played that game, I was genuinely blown away by just. The, I think the first time you take the, a car down, and the camera just pans out to it, and you're like still driving. I was just like, "Oh fuck, what's going to happen to my car?" And I watched this car tumbling over in slow mo, and then it goes back to my car. I was just like, "Oh my god, this is this yeah. is the most next gen shit I've ever seen." <laughs> um, no, did you ever play? Do you remember when it came out on the 360? Yes. Yeah. That was next gen shit. When I first saw that on 360, I was like, "Oh my god, this is burnout on a whole new level." <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I, I, that game. I loved that game. I would, I would kill for um, a new Burnout Three. Yeah. Oh, that's a game called. 
The only thing is, Wipeout Three is the best racing game of all time. That's the you think you've got three? You've, had, you've got three now that are the best racing game of all time, Jim. There's that many. Is a fucking amazing. There's that many. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's a hard question. But they're all, to... they, I've not named two from the same subgenre yet, right? This is, <laughs> but this they're is all. Making. I said racing game. They one can all racing be game. the best racing game. They can all be it. They can only be one. Okay, Mario Kart Seven. <laughs> no, eight. <laughs> no, Mario Kart Eight. Ah, uh, Seven. I first. No, Mario Kart Eight. Oh, oh, but it's three DS only. I know it's three DS only. I did that controls. The controls just did it for me. Don't so know, we're at great four game. best racing games. Three D. Nah, three um, D did it for me. Honestly, it's like that makes enough of a difference. Three uh, D haul. I mean, I liked how <laughs> eight was basically seven, just turned into console form. And a lot of uh, stages for you 3DS bought this one myself. Eight. Eight. This is why I want to talk about it in time. detail. Um, Sorry, I'll stop hogging it. I've had four choices. Three. <laughs> can, can, can I have one choice, please? That hasn't been already said. And why? No, if it's one that was already said, then by oh, all well, means. Well, that's the thing. Like every every one of the games that everyone has said is. Which on one is the well. best of those four that got said? Then Hangons <laughs> is the best of the four I just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh. Proposition. Oh yes, no. <laughs> Jeff Cramer's Grand Prix. Is the oh my God! <laughs> Road Rash. Is that a racer? Yeah. Is it a racer? Yeah. yeah. By the definition of you all start on the starting line and you race to, to define finish. Yeah. So yeah. That, is yeah, that yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. choosing is the best? Oh no, all of these are the best. All of these. The best. Split second. Chewie, if you had to play one more racing game ever. Funny enough. What racing Trackmania. game would it be? Trackmania Unlimited. Is that uh, what yours is? That was a great game, especially with friends. I've never played that. <sighs> um... It's great. From what it's I've so seen, good. all I, all I've seen of that game is crazy gifts where people are like just driving, like, like a racing game. Like no, no, <laughs> not like a racing game. Um, just you know going through like some crazy fucking like upside down world. Yeah, into, like, like, yeah. We didn't create your own tracks in that. That's well. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it was created content. Okay, Probably so the, Track Mania. Probably the PSVR versions. Rad. I would well. love to try the Jim. If you could take one racing game and play that game, that's the only racing game you're ever allowed to play ever again. What would it be? Come again. Right. This Ooh. is your fifth choice, Jim. <laughs> is that strictly a racing game? Yeah, it kind of is. That feels like an arena game. I know, but you do. Yeah, like you still basically derby. like you don't really need to stick to the course, but you do start off with a bunch of other people, and you do get some benefit from beating everyone else. There, I suppose. Yeah, it's just death race and death race. What's that? Yeah. Okay. So is that the game you're only allowed to play one more? One more racing game, game ever. for the rest of my life. Yeah. If and you choose Carmageddon. No, I'll probably have Gran Turismo 2 because it's got plenty of depth to it. So, um, so we're on the, the same, same fucking racing game. Yeah, you, it's, it's it's like, you're picking a genre that's right. like... Desert you, Island you, disc. You want one that's going to keep you busy. Gran right. Turismo's full of stuff to do. So. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, we, we, got, we, in fact, I've not even Gran Turismo 6. You are allowed to take... One game to your Desert Island that is a racing game. Jim got to say, like... 10 zillion nope. games that are great, yeah? Um, I'd have to find a way to clone myself so I get two nope. choices, man. You, you can have, have two choices. Dude, have, you can have, have five. Have I, didn't, I only need two, to be honest. Or just say I all of the above. I only need two, to be Can't. honest, yeah? Okay. I'm going to refute your Burnout 3 and say Burnout 2 is a pure oh. racing experience, yeah? Burnout 2 There's is no very, very good. There's no other game that I can think of where it puts in a constant mechanic of i I got to go fast. Gotta go fast! Like driving the wrong side of the track to build up boost, doing all the crazy stuff to build up boost, and just constantly boosting the entire track. That, that was the last was, game to actually have crazy. burnout in it. 
Because burnout was the whole turbo yeah, thing. Yeah, you keep and thing, that, and then you can keep that up. Yeah, then, yeah. Number three, they they removed that. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that annoyed me about number three. It wasn't a burnout game. It was a yeah. crash game. Yeah, yeah. And crash isn't racing. Yeah, there you go. You're yeah, back it, to calm again and destruction army. Well, yeah, it yeah. but yeah, no burnout two. That mechanic. You can explain why. I'd so burnout two is your game that you would take then. No, because Split Second is too is just too amazing. God, again. Split Second. Split Second is, is so just good. too. All right. So which of those game. two would you take to a desert island? This is a. Uh, <laughs> Sophie's, Sophie's choice. choice. Yeah, um, this really is a Sophie's <laughs> choice, to be honest, man. Um, I think split second takes in the end. Okay. Yeah, split second takes in the end. It's just why everything about it is so so bombastic. Everything about I've it. I've never played so it. So. It's a ridiculous game. Not only does it look gorgeous, not only did they do something great in the sense of cluttering up all the real estate on the screen. Uh, it's not cluttering up, just decutterizing all the real estate on the screen and moving it to just the back of your car and just giving you the few things you need to know what position your car is in out of what positions and how much meter you've got the whole rest of the screen is just clear for you to just view what you're doing mm -hmm. the amount of different kind of like regular shortcuts and stuff you have access to the um the track changer system which can destroy a whole section of the track and turn so it to a different awesome. track yeah and it uses a massive comeback mechanic or you can just use it to just make sure no one else is going to follow you all that kind of stuff the way it's presented like a tv show with seasons yeah and you go up against essentially other car gladiators who have these or like these kind of like black paint job supercars that you race against the elite races and they all have their little names like gladiators and all that kind of stuff all of that is just phenomenal just the amount of tracks it had even and just okay. because the amount you can destroy the track means that even when you play the same track multiple times and even then they split the tracks into sections so even though you're playing the same cities from different starting point so he doesn't feel like the exact same track yeah. this had loads of things that sounds like destiny going for it <laughs> same tracks just different locations turn it, yeah turn it <laughs> yeah. make it reverse it's a whole new it's a whole new strike um <laughs> yeah all that combined and then just incredible music and everything just made it feel like super hollywood and everything it just okay. that that that's all awesome cool all right well i'm gonna wrap it up then actually uh, all right oh, it's it's a, a, i was just, I was just the greatest racing game of all time that's your gx uh, original no, 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 X. No, no, is X is nah, better. GX. I prefer... Original F0. F0X is too fast. Let's have a physical fight about which F0 is better. I'm a gym. F0X is best. Original F0. Yeah, I just remember X feeling so slippy and like you were constantly oh, yeah. on the edge of like just fucking up all the yeah. time. No, yeah. I used I that. Used, great. I used that to riff around corners, the slippiness. Yeah, but it's great. It's like, I never felt in control. And I was going incredibly fast. Jim, say goodbye. Drifted to Meow. <laughs> Nick, say goodbye. Latest. True, say goodbye. Take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the oh, girls yeah, are yeah. pretty. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Burn that paradise. Yeah, no um, said that. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>
What about dingaroos? Yeah, dingaroos, not a thing. I thought they just what they call wild dogs. Are you thinking of a dingo? dingo. Yeah, dingo, dingaroo, not, not a dingaroo. Oh, that is great. Dingo. I gotta write, that's, write that's that down. Like, uh, some weird marsupial dog. No, like some kind of weird crossbreed. Dingaroo. dingaroo. Can you imagine? Ugh. All, dingaroo. The wildness, all the wildness of a dog, all the craziness of a kangaroo. Wildness of a dog. Wild, wildness of a dog. Craziness. Or a kangaroo, yeah, maybe. Craziness. Or the boxing paradise of a kangaroo, I don't know. Craziness. <laughs> Have you left the tap room in there? No. No, it's the that's toilet filling. Yeah. Kangaroo. Because you normally just flush the toilet and leave. That's why you flush the toilet and be sat in here. Actually, Nick, could you grab me some tissue? Giggly. Don't you regular tissue? Like kitchen oh, tissue, tissue in there. I just talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just need those. Oh, did you leave the tap going? <laughs> Do you really, Dick? <gasps> Diggeroo! Here <laughs> you, Dickeroo. <laughs> oh, I felt sorry for Jim earlier. I took a dump and it was pretty stinky. And I thought you were in here, Bailey. Yeah. And when I opened the door and came out, um, Jim was just sitting there patiently waiting. And I was like, oh, damn. Damn, I'm so sorry. I'm it's, so sorry. And Jim was like, no, it's all right. It's Why all right. are you taking the dump Why? in here? There's a close toilet to you, man. This is the toilet to poo in. Why? Because it is. To be fair, it is. But yeah. that means that well, everyone is shitting in no, this one toilet. not everyone, just most people. people right. People in the know. So that's, it's not the <clears> toilet then, is it? Like, because everyone's using it. It's the toilet. It's the, it's the comfy of the two. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really want to hear my reasons? Go on. Now I'm intrigued. You, you just can't, <laughs> you can't just stop there. So location-wise, this is perfect for when you're playing uh, Pokemon Go. You can sit on the toilet, have a shit, and then hit the gym uh, just outside. If I was having a shit at the other toilet, one, I wouldn't have any signal, and two, there is no gym nearby. Working hard or hardly working? Uh, Both. He's optimizing. I'm multitasking. Time, yeah. I'm multitasking the movement of my battles, plus taking on gyms. There you go. That's Pokemon Master there. I mean, you took on Jim. He had to go in there after you. Hey, when I realized he was out here and not you, I went back in the sprayed air freshener. <laughs> well, thanks, guy. <laughs> um, I'm going to take a toilet break. Yay. <laughs> ba -da 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 -da. I have a toilet break as well. Can we piss in the toilet at the same time? Is that a thing? Don't That's two kinky streams, streams exactly. We can, we can not cross the streams. Fine, I'm just going to piss in your bed instead. <laughs> it's kind of harsh. <laughs> I don't know. It'll dry by the time he gets in there. He won't notice it. Whew. It's like local format. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we haven't known much apart from that the conversion's happening. That's it. You need toilet as well. No, no, I'm cool. It's fine. Um... One thing we've, I think we should mention is Visceral Games. Oh, yeah? Are they not being taken out of shop by EA yet? Oh. That, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I thought I heard Jim. No, I was just fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. You're right there. Oh, yeah, I'm just making sure I'm not in people's way when I no, exit the bathroom. I bet that mic is picking that. Of course it is. Did you like the end of the Nerdworth? Uh... Is it Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. 
took a fucking age. I downloaded <laughs> it just kind of like, ah, uh, skip to it. Sorry. <laughs> Wash your hands. Oh yeah. Can can you not leave the tap on? That's not a tap. That's toilet. Oh, is that? Oh, is that what the toilet sounds like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun edit. 